Hello and welcome back to Sequel Harder, the podcast where we take a look at movie franchises that went from good to bad and figure out what went wrong. My name's Dave and I am joined by my co-host Eric. Hey. So today we are talking about the National Lampoon's Vacation series. And ju- just the vacation. Just the like vacation. The other national right. Airport. Yeah. So there's vacation, European vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, and then the new just vacation. Uh, we're not covering any of the Eddie spinoffs. No. And uh, okay, so I mean, just basically the Griswold family. The Griswold family, which is spelled different in one of the movies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was typing the name uh, on my notes. I was like. Uh, I don't wait a second is this the right way and I'm like wait a second it doesn't matter how I spell it yeah (laughs) it's gonna be right so what's your history with vacation um vacation is one of those movies that my family watched a lot a lot on TV just it was always on the the the, uh, Christmas one always on every year yeah watched it um, like we, we'll, we'll get into a big argument about Vegas Vacation that holds a special place in my heart because my family has watched that I don't know how many times. My dad loves that movie, <laughs> and so it was just always on TV. Yeah, and he would always play it, mostly because my dad's a huge gambler, and so okay. it's like because of the whole Vegas thing and and like the whole gambling, and so he like likes watching and joking and commenting on like the whole gambling aspect of it. So, okay. How about you? And what about the new one? The new one I actually didn't see until mm. until we decided to watch this. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, similar here for some of that. The first one, you know, was I, I think I saw it on TV. It was one of those things like Caddyshack and Animal House yeah, that yeah. everybody in school was always quoting and talking about, and so eventually it rolls around, and I'm I guess old enough to watch it or something, yeah. and, or at least the edited TV version. What, what would you say the quotes were for? Cause I can't really think of it like. I mean, because even yeah, even when I was in school, like people would yeah, they would quote like Caddyshack and stuff. But it's that's like, true. Those are they would it would talk about they vacation. would talk about it. Yeah, they yeah, it's not as quotable as those other ones. Yeah. Uh, and then the same with the second one, but I didn't see that nearly as as much. That was almost never on. Yeah, it was never on TV. Like I saw it on TV sometime in high school yeah. or college. Uh, and then the the third one, like you, now I think I was I'm a little older than you, so I was out of school. Yeah. Uh, or out of the house, I think, mm. when that one came out. And uh, so, but it's not, it wasn't like a family thing, but like I watched it every yeah. year and have seen that many, many times. Uh, Vegas, I think my friend and I saw it when it was in the theater. And, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's your only theater experience with this series? <laughs> yeah. You picked the right one. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there's some moments to it. We had a good time with it, but they hadn't watched it again until this week. And then I had not seen the new one either yeah. until this week. I want to say, like, when, when they announced the new one, I was kind of excited. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I could see that. Like, but then, like, I don't have anything against Ed Helms, but I was just sort of like, eh, that's not really the... Like, this is a big thing we'll get into for this whole series is the inconsistency of the kids in the character. It, obviously, they're all... Every single yeah. movie has a different kid, <laughs> but it's like... But the, the, the character-wise of, like, their personalities, their traits, mm-hmm. it was just wildly different from movie to movie. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so starting off with the National Lampoon's Vacation from 1983, Harold Ramis directed it. Which I, I didn't know that actually, right. like until I started looking into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was written by John Hughes. Yeah. And which I think I heard that John Hughes wanted to direct it. And then he met Chevy Chase and he was like, I can't work with this guy. <laughs> and then, then they, they really? like repositioned things so that he could do, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. It was Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus oh, was going to direct the movie. Yeah. That's what it was. Chris Columbus was going to direct the movie until he met Chevy Chase. And he was like, I don't, I just can't work with this guy. Like we have a completely different personality match. So then, uh, John Hughes was like, okay, I got another movie for you, which ended up being uh, home alone. Right. So, uh, the IMDb synopsis, the Griswold family's cross country drive to the Wally world theme park proves to be much more arduous than they ever anticipated. That seems about right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Clark played by, uh, Chevy Chase, uh, wants to take his family to Wally world, which is Disney, Disney world, essentially. Uh, they live in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, so he, well, he gets a new car, which we can get into. And they were going to drive from Chicago to LA. Uh, the car is pretty classic. It's a, one of the bigger yeah, jokes it's of like this movie. station wagon. Dad, this is not the car you ordered. Take it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh, this is not the car I ordered. I distinctly ordered the uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. You didn't order the uh, Metallic P? Metallic P? No, Antarctic Blue. The Sports Wagon. This isn't even the right model. You know, I think you're right. I don't think this is the car. This is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a, this is a damn fine automobile. If you want my honest opinion, beats the hell out of the Sports Wagon, but I want to make you happy, huh? Davenport! I'll get to the bottom of this. Yes, Mr. Ed. Mr. Griswold ordered a blue sports wagon. Where is it? I don't know, sir. I know what must have happened. It didn't come in. Ed, I'm not your ordinary everyday fool, okay? Now, I'd like my Antarctic blue super sports wagon right now, and if you can't get it for me, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Where's my old car? I'm just as upset as you are, believe me. Davenport! Get Mr. Griswold's car back and bring it back here! And I can get you the wagon. There's no problem there. The problem is it might take six weeks. Now, I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold, that if you're thinking of taking the tribe cross country, this is the automobile you should be using, the Wagon Queen family truckster. You think you hate it now. But wait till you drive it. But the funny thing about it, yeah, it's like the, that whole thing in the beginning with the car. It's like there's – they kind of play on that in the, in the new one. The mm-hmm. whole car situation is yeah. kind of a repeat of that, which it made sense because the car did things later on that were like annoying that it made sense that it was like some janky car that he got. Right. This The first one, the original one, didn't really play into that. It's like didn't that, whole, that, that yeah. whole opening scene with the car guy – didn't really need it. It's like you didn't, I didn't. I didn't dislike right. it. There's some funny aspects to it. Yeah. It's, it's it starts the movie off and it's like on a comedy angle and it's mm-hmm. good. But I was like, none of this plays off later on down the line. Right. It's just an ugly car. Yeah. After that. Um, speaking of quotable lines, though, this that is one of the lines that my friend and I quoted uh, from this movie a lot. You, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive. <laughs> Who is the car salesman? Oh. Uh, I kept Eugene Levy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. I, I was like, I was like, I can't place him. And it's like now immediately. Yeah. yeah. And it's perfect. He's perfect. Yeah. So I guess the idea with that is that he had ordered a different car 
and they intentionally or not I don't, didn't, yeah, didn't I, get I, the car yeah. that he ordered and they'd sell him this car which they had he had to buy it because he, he needed it. oh because they crushed his old car yeah as yeah. they were waiting which who would do that i know it's, it's so like, ridiculous oh, you're here to pick up your new car we'll just yeah. crush your we'll old one crush but, it. yeah it's forcing you to buy a new car yeah uh, but it establishes clark as kind of a, like a pushover, pushover. Yeah. yeah yeah uh which you know at some point he gets up his nerve and, and stuff Toward yeah. the end of the movie, which is sort of a theme in some of these. Oh yeah, is his yeah. the breakdown? Yeah, or yeah, every movie, it's every like movie. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's him, and sometimes it's his. Uh, well, it it helps son in the fifth yeah, one, yeah. you know. So uh, I guess one of the, they okay they they head out from Chicago. They uh, take a wrong turn in St. Louis, get yeah. off the highway, and then and this is another classic scene where where they're asking some local uh, African American people yeah. about where to get back on the highway and the guy BSs them for two minutes while his uh, compatriots steal their hubcaps. Aha! What it is, bro? We're from out of town. No shit. Yeah, listen, I'd really appreciate it if you could uh, give me directions back onto the expressway. What? For free? Sure. Five dollars. I'm not going to give you five dollars for directions. I think that's fair, Clark. Okay, here's ten. Keep a change. Okay. Now, uh, you see, uh, you see which way you're pointing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Cause uh, you see that place? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. You see where I say rib tip? Rib tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fuck that. You don't want to go that way. What if these guys know the Commodores? You're gonna go all the way down about half a block, and you'll see a Torino with no wheels on it. Now, inside that Torino is my cousin, Jackie. Now, you tell him you're my boy and that you lost, and he'll make sure you get to where you're going, because you don't want to know from me, man. This ain't even my neighborhood. I'm from the west side of Chicago, here on vacation. Thanks a lot. You've been a great help. Harold Ramis actually says that he regrets filming that scene. Yes, it's, I did yeah, see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> it's a bit stereotype racy. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's really on the nose. It's like too, so bad. Oh, there's a bit about um, Clark wants to get a, a BJ while they're oh, driving, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really creepy. With the kids in the backseat. The kids in there yeah. in the backseat. And it's sleeping. like, they're, like yeah. yeah. And then they make, like, he he convinces her, like, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. We'll just wait to the hotel. And then he's like, all right, well, then why don't you just put your head down on my lap and right. relax. And then she gets stuck she gets under, the steering wedge under the steering wheel. Yeah. But then it's like immediately the kids are like, what's going on? And they like, peek over. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's probably why you shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but that introduces the thing that, again, throughout all of this, except for Christmas, yeah, except for a Christmas movie, they they never talk about like you're right. They're always, they're always constantly trying to like have sex yeah. or like have some sort of like yeah, like, yeah. emotional. They've got a they've like, got a physical sexual thing. energy in their relationship, exactly. except for Christmas. It's, you're right. I hadn't. I hadn't it's the only that. one. I, yeah. I specifically watched that entire movie with the with the uh-huh. angle being like, is there going to be any mention of them like? wanting to do anything or like yeah yeah which is strange that like because we'll get into it where i mean number two was obviously made without john hughes right and so he like and then number three comes back and, and he's a part of it but then there's no mention of it yeah so it's like yeah it's that is weird yeah yeah that whole thing about two is, is really weird we'll get to that so they uh visit cousin eddie yeah and i didn't realize uh because i hadn't seen this in a while that cousin eddie was ellen's cousin's husband. husband yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah 
he's not even related. He's not even related to him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even, and it's like, cause the, the whole, even throughout the rest of the movies, like the kids are always calling him like uncle Eddie and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's great. I mean, Randy Quaid. Yeah. You've got lots of stories. Randy yeah. Quaid. yeah. <laughs> we won't get into those. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, I mean, he's such a great part to these stories. Uh, and he's in all of the first four and then they do a couple of spinoffs with him because why not? Well, he's not, he's not in uh, European. Yeah. Uh, oh no, you're right. He's not. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, which, which, cause there's no yeah. way to like there's, work him in. Oh no, like, yeah. No, he's no. too poor to like be in Europe. Right. So, um, but, uh, what I hadn't remembered or uh, hadn't seen in a while uh the daughter the daughter vicky yeah is jane krakowski yes yeah a, Eddie, eddie's daughter tune, yeah. yeah which is really funny and then another one of the quotable lines where they're talking about kissing oh yeah, yeah. and she says to audrey yeah but daddy says i'm the best yeah oh, God, so <laughs> we're like re-watching that now it's yeah. so creepy it's it, like, there's so much about these movies that's creepy that wasn't necessarily intended now that was intended to be creepy yeah, yeah but there's stuff like when when christy brinkley comes by and he's flirting with her yeah, yeah, and yeah. that happens a couple like some version of it happens in each movie yeah. and it's like i thought you were in love with your wife like and then he's like creeping out on this girl driving down the road like it's really weird yeah oh yeah she comes back in even in vegas vacation too that's fine she does but it's but it's not to the same effect because it's it's she just sees him or he just sees her it's not like there's some sort of because like in the first one they they had the whole um, the pool thing pool scene yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff and they actually are communicating this one was just like yeah visual cue of right like, oh, and then right. the joke is that she's got a kid she's got a kid right yeah. so they go camping in colorado and there's a bunch of like small jokes so what i noticed about this this viewing was that it's just kind of sort of funny you yeah. know there's some good bits yeah that's the thing is but yeah. there's not a lot of laugh out loud you know hilarious stuff going on like and there's ton, plenty of times where scenes just go on way too long yeah i mean definitely. that's that's kind of the hallmark of this this series i'd mm-hmm. say that um, uh, uh, probably I'd say Vegas vacation, not so much, but a lot of the other ones, like the scenes just go on and on and on and on. And it's like, it's like watching an SNL skit or something that mm-hmm. just never ends. Yeah. You know, those ones that you're like, okay, like this has been going on for three minutes now. Like, <laughs> how are they going to end this? And yeah. It just stops. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like there was a couple laughs in there, but I don't understand the overall punchline of this entire thing. Not a lot of big payoffs in yeah. this one. There's a little bit more, I think, in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, but because they, you know, they got John Hughes back. They got some good writing going on. Yeah, they had felt what it meant to be those characters, um, and it was what the '90s or late '80s or something. Yeah, so yeah. then they're driving in the desert, and there's the, the big scene where he, I guess it was, was it when he was flirting with? No, why has he crashed the car? He just he's just not paying attention. He's not paying attention. Yeah. Oh no, he. Is that the one he falls asleep? Oh no, that's when that's when they're going to the hotel when they arrive at the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he right, falls right. asleep. Yeah, and it's yeah. Just, yeah, that's 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 a funny scene. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But he has a he's not paying attention. Something happens and he launches the car off the road. Yeah, kind of. Well, there's also we should mention the whole the whole uh, subplot of that when he goes to visit cousin Eddie. The uh, um, oh right, yeah. The uh, what's her the name? Grandmother, the grandmother. No, it's no, yeah. Aunt. It's like uh, it's and what's her? Na- what's the wife's name? Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. So the, the her her aunt, is, aunt or great aunt? I can't remember. Yeah, I think she, she's great aunt. Yeah, she's she wants to be taken back to Arizona where she's from. Right. Like by having them drive her back. Yeah, and, and they spring it on her. At yeah, the last exa- yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's they have to they have to drive with her and. 
Right. And she's a horrible person and she's grumpy and, and the kids don't like her and nobody which, likes her. Which I heard that when uh, she's apparently the actress is a really sweet woman. Oh, yeah. And uh, she kept having to like yell and be mean to people. And she kept feeling so bad that she <laughs> felt like she was hurting people's like feelings. And I had to keep asking yeah, if yeah. she was being too mean. Oh, that's like, funny. Right. So and then the, the and she's got a dog and yeah. the dog is terrible. And at some point they stop to have a picnic lunch at a campground or a picnic ground. And uh, not only does the, has the dog piss all over the sandwiches, but then when they're getting back in the car, Clark gets confused and forgets that he had tied the dog to the bumper. Yeah. So they're driving down the road and the cop stops him and shows him the, the now empty leash on the bumper. And it's, it's a, it's a pretty good scene. Yeah. You know, uh, where Clark, like, and like the, the, they're they're both kind of crying. They're crying. It's like yeah. Clark's obviously fake crying because yeah, he hates yeah. the dog. But then the the, right. the actual officer's like tearing up. And yeah. He's like he probably kept up with you for at least a mile, and then yeah. before his legs came, <laughs> his out. little legs came out. Yeah, it's a huge animal lover guy. So that presages the death of aunt, great aunt, whatever yeah. her name is, because they're they're just driving along and they think she's asleep, and then they realize that she's dead, and they jump out. And, um, but I think the car crash was before. Was it after that? I think it was after, it's gotta be after don't they, that. No, no, no. Car, car crash was before she died because she wanted to get out of the car to yell at Clark. Oh, and then right. Ellen yelled at her and told her to shut up and get back. Right. Like That's when she yeah, finally yeah, snapped yeah. at her and told her yeah. to get back in the car. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they crash the car and then Clark goes off wandering to uh, to find help. And But it, what he doesn't know is that they get picked up by somebody who drives by. And, yeah. Uh, which I don't know who'd be driving by. It's a it's a uh, no. it's a dead end road. <laughs> dead like. end road. Yeah. And isn't there like there's like uh, Native Americans on horseback yeah, watching him something. stumble yeah. through the desert and and there's like you said there's like a long sequence of him just stumbling yeah. through the desert and putting pants on his head and and or whatever to to block the sun. And he finally stumbles into town and finds them already there getting the car fixed. Yeah. And of course the mechanics overcharge him for all the money he has. Um, but the, that's the other bit when they crash the first crash the car, he has a little man to man talk with Rusty, yeah. which this becomes a repeated gag in each of the movies yeah, yeah. as well. So then great aunt dies. They don't know what to do. So he stra- they wrap her up in the tarp and strap her to the top of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they, I mean, it, he does th- th- the thing about this movie is that Clark is bent on getting to Wally world yeah. and they only have a certain amount of time off of work or whatever. Well, the Clark just wanted to leave the dead grandmother and, and call somebody to come pick her up. Yeah. Like, you can't do that to my aunt. Like, yeah. Uh, so he straps her to the roof of the car, <laughs> which I also read somewhere that, uh, they, they wanted to do a gag where when they strap her to the roof and they're driving somewhere, you see her hand move. Right. And you realize right, right. That she's still alive. <laughs> but then they were like, the ratings board was like, you can't like, do that. Like, <laughs> It's too cruel. Like that's too, that's cruel like, than yeah, actually could, killing her. <laughs> yeah, you could allude to dragging a dog to its death, but you can't like make a gag that like what about uh, Beverly Hillbillies with like Granny strapped to the roof? <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Like, yeah. I'll ride on the outside of the car. Yeah. So they they drop her off at oh, and they 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 end up going to the the other cousin's place where they were taking her and and he's gone. Yeah. Because they're like oh they're a flake and never read anything or whatever. So they leave her just like in a chair on the back porch and yeah. And go away. And then, now at some point they have the the crisis moment. And they kind of, this kind of comes in each of the movies. The family is like, look. Family's ready to give up. We're done. So much has happened. It's not worth continuing. Uh, Clark, and then Clark gives a big impassioned speech. I don't want to be in the car anymore. I want to go home. I don't want to go to Wally World. Clark, under the circumstances, I wouldn't mind if we just went home. 
In retrospect, it seems like a pretty bad idea driving out. It's been one disaster after another. Yeah, it's been a real drag, Dad. Maybe we can try it some other time. Wally World's overrated anyway. What do you think? I think you're all fucked in the head. We're ten hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch. It was pretty good. And he always loses his cool. He starts cursing. Right. right. Like, and he, even, even in trying to be the more wholesome Christmas vacation, he still just like loses his shit and yeah. just starts sc- like expletive after expletive. Like, Which, yeah. and, and that's what I was going to say. Which is like no in, cursing up until that point. Yeah, the one yeah. in Christmas vacation is, I think, where they perfected it. Yeah. It's a lot better than, it's better than this one. Yeah. So he kind of loses his shit, gets everybody back on board. They finally make it to Wally World and it's closed. And so he loses his shit again. He goes and buys a BB gun and takes uh, John Candy, the security guard, hostage to get on on all the rides, which is kind of funny because there's no one there to turn the rides on and off. Yeah. Uh, but we'll. <laughs> I know they just right get in that. and there's no one running it and it <laughs> yeah. just takes off. Yeah. Do you know how much uh, John Candy got paid for that role? I read something about the John Candy bit, but it was a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Right. And th- and that was a character he had used on SCTV. Yeah. 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 I-, I love the uh, the matte paintings. I know. I was just ter- about to say that. The, the terrible <laughs> matte paintings of uh, of okay. the actual, like they just, they took like a parking lot somewhere uh-huh. and they just drew this like terrible, like cartoony looking like hills with like a theme park yeah, yeah. and nothing's moving. Nothing's lit up. Yeah. So then uh, Roy Wally, the owner of the park, a.k.a. Walt Disney, shows up with the SWAT team. Clark kind of explains the situation and everything is smoothed over. I know. It's always just so easily smoothed yeah, over. Right? It's like- One of the alternate endings for this was they were going to go to Roy Wally's house in L.A. and kidnap him. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up using that yeah. in the third one. Yep. Apparently, they wanted to use Disney World for the or Disneyland for this, but the the only objection that Disney had was that they'd never close. So they, yeah, they yeah, I heard closed. about that. Yeah, it's like you'd think there would be so many other objections for using their brand in this, but nope, that was the one. Yeah, I was kind of hoping, it, it, like in the fourth one, because it's always just a mirror of the first one in, in a sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, the, the the fifth one, fifth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the, re, the the I can't you can't even call it reboot. Can't the call requel. It yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I was hoping they would do a gag where they show up to there and the parking lot's empty and uh-huh. they get there and they're like is it closed and they're like oh no you're just here super early <laughs> like right. no one's, no one's yeah. yeah yeah and that's the thing with that that movie is that since it did parallel this one so much it's like where are they gonna subvert it and where are they gonna yeah, exactly. follow it so I, I gotta say that for the first one i it's got my favorite kids yeah no that's true the kids I, are some personality of the wise yeah. like i think it's yeah. it's they should have kept that for the whole series right. they were spot on yeah because it's like rusty is just sort of like he knows his dad's kind of an idiot uh-huh. but he's he's just kind of nice about it 
And it's like, and Audrey's just sort of like, I'm over this whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a horrible, terrible vacation. But but they don't really complain too much. And they don't really like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very nice, like, we're just being nice to our dad because he's trying really hard, yeah. but it's like he's obviously annoying the hell out of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, of course, they got good act. You know, Anthony Michael Hall yeah. was really good. And because he he was doing weird science, he couldn't come back for the sequel, which is why they started the whole different kids every time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The kids were good. I felt like it doesn't hold up that well. You know, it's yeah. good and, and you appreciate it for its time, but... I, I almost wanted to give the new one a better score, even though I didn't, just because it's actually a better made movie. Yeah, well, yeah, know? yeah. Just because it's 30 years later or yeah. whatever it is. So this one established everything, and it's a good movie, and it's funny, but there's, it, uh, some of it doesn't hold up Yeah, for, for me. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the other movies we've done, I think every, every other movie we've done before the series, we, the first one got either an eight or a nine. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, or this 10. Is, yeah, or, or uh, yeah, I think Die Hard we gave 10, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I know where you're going with this one. I think I I gave it a 7. I also gave it a 7. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a good movie. There's still I still laughed at, at places sure. where yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, this this was funny a couple mm-hmm. like, you know, 10, 20 years ago. It's yeah. still kind of funny now." Like yeah. like I said the whole the whole where he falls asleep at the wheel and the car is just driving through the motel and <laughs> just sort of drifts in where it needs right. to be. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "Oh, we're here." Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it was like it's the re- the reason it gets a little bit lower of a score than those is because it does drag on in parts, mm-hmm. and you're just sort of like, like the yeah. pacing on this is terrible. Yeah, one thing this does have going for it, and I want to establish this now because of how the other movies do or do not do this is, is he has an end goal. Yeah, he that's wants true. to get that's the true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the other movies do better or worse oh, because they the Christmas do is or do. it's kind of the whole it's bonus. It's thing. the bonus thing. Yeah, right. he's waiting for that bonus. Yeah. It's not right. really like a, a destinational goal, but it's like but it's it it, it what it does is it creates a sense of uh, unease or urgency. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. yeah. A a question like, is it going to happen or not? Is he going to be able to afford the pool or did he just bankrupt his whole family? Yeah. It's definitely a lot less concrete than this one, but it's there. Whereas I think two and four have none of that. No, they don't. Yeah. So IMDb gave it a 7.4. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. So a pretty good showing. Moving on to National Lampoon's European Vacation. Uh, It came out in 1985, so pretty soon after the first one, just two years. Directed by Amy Heckerling, who did uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, um, Johnny Dangerously, and Clueless. So she has some good stuff under her belt. Uh, Budget. Oh, we didn't do the budget for the first one. Oh, the budget and box office? Yeah, budget for the first one was $15 million and it grossed $61 million. Okay. So, That's clearly good. sequel territory. This one, budget $17 million and it grossed $49.4 million. Still pretty still good. Million. I mean, it's it's the first sequel, so it gives people time to be like, is it good? Oh, no, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Right. <laughs> I'll be more interested <laughs> to see how many people came back for the third one. It's like... Yeah. Uh, and then the third one's got to work on its own merits because this one... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the synopsis, the Griswolds win a vacation tour across Europe where the usual havoc ensues. I had forgotten because it's been so long since I've the seen whole, this one, the whole game show part. Yeah. I hate which it. Which is so terrible. Yeah. They're on this show called A Pig and a Poke and they have to, uh, they're, they get to the end of the thing and I guess the, the final round on, on this show is you have to go up against another family in this family feud style thing. Yeah. But this other family is like all PhDs and, and really smart people. And so they have no way they're going to win. 
and uh, the only way they win is because the other people like said something wrong because they, yeah, they like missed upper, a, upper motor neurons compared yeah, to yeah, lower motor neurons. Right, some neurological like, thing. And uh, at some point, there's a qu- the Griswolds get a question about Lewis and Clark where the answer is Clark and they only win because Ellen says his name. Yeah. In 1804, an expedition explored an area from the Louisiana Territory to the Pacific Coast. For the grand prize, what lieutenant led that expedition. I give up. Wait a minute, Dad. I think we need to close the house. Time's up, Griswolds. Do you have an answer? Clark? That's it. Clark. Of Lewis and Clark. And the Griswolds are our grand prize winners! <laughs> Also, the whole creepy thing with uh, John Aston being the host, and and he kisses the wife, but then he kisses the daughter. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, uh, like first off, right off the bat, like this this movie has my least favorite kids. Oh, by far, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's not even has anything to do with the acting. Mm-hmm. It's more has to do with the characters. Like they made Audrey just be like weight conscious and like love like obsessed with like johnny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh like to the point of where it was just obnoxious it, it was like, really was that's all she talked about it, you made the character you reduced the character who kind of had a few jokes last time mm-hmm. to and kind of was like stood on her own and like yeah. was like kind of over it and didn't care to be this like oh i'm i'm one dimensional and like i only care about this like yeah and then this like they made rusty just to be an idiot like there's so many times where he's like oh what like, yeah and and he yeah he was just kind of goofy yeah yeah it was the kids were really bad so they're off to they're off to europe and yeah. i guess they go to london paris germany, germany and italy rome. Yeah. or yeah. like wherever it was in they even say where was it wasn't like uh, Rome. Or? Uh, they, they definitely were in Rome. Okay, um, I, I recognized it. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was the that was my favorite part of this movie. Was like looking at what Rome looked like in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I was right there where they were standing. I yeah. was right there two years ago. But the thing is, there's no narrative drive no, to not. this movie. There's you don't know what the it's, end goal it, is. Almost every single city has its own little story. Yeah. It's just like it's just yeah. like oh we're here now and right. this happens and oh we're here and now this happens. Like exactly. like you said, there's, no, there's nothing to be like oh we have to get to here like because you know oh we messed up and our flight leaves earlier right. so it's like we have to get back there faster right. or something and there's no sort of like impending right. So to have some sort of exciting climax. They gin something up at the end with some uh, robbers who kidnap Ellen and yeah, Clark's got to uh, get her back. And there's a little car chase and Eric Idle is in the pool and, you know. Which, by the way, Eric Idle, best part of this entire oh, movie. Oh, clearly. Yeah. 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 Just that, that that reoccurring gag is the only thing uh, that I actually laughed at and just kept yeah. like, just, you know. Yeah. So that's one. So they, they fly to London. They all have, they cuts through each of their having dreams while they're sleeping on the plane about what's going to go on and stuff. And Audrey's dreaming about eating all the food in Europe, yeah. basically. And uh, Rusty's dreaming of women and blah, blah, blah. So uh, they're in London. They rent a car, which is a bad idea because it's the yeah. other side of the street and Clark's not a great driver to yeah. begin with. And he hits, not, not just not a bad, not, not even just not a good driver. He just <laughs> doesn't know to drive on the other side of the road. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true. And it becomes like in Vegas vacation, he becomes a really terrible driver, but yeah. we'll get there. So he, he hits like three people on the 
first block that he's yeah. driving and one of them is uh, eric idol who's riding a bike and uh the joke is that each of them are so super polite british people that they don't oh don't worry about it it's yeah. just a scratch or it's nothing you know mangles his bike yeah. and he, he gets yeah. up and he's ble- like blood's squirting out right. of his wrist and it's just sort of <laughs> and he's like oh, oh gosh like i get you oh no don't worry about it like yeah well i think i got the hang of it now all you have to do is just stay Whoa! on the Very nice hotel. Well, yeah, we like it. It's a little small. Yeah. Well, you uh, you go back the way you came, and you just uh, keep going to... Oh! Oh, my God. Oh. I think you've got a bad cut there. we better get you to the hospital. Oh. It's just a flesh wound, honestly. Uh, Are you sure? Nothing to write home about. Okay. No need to bother, Matron. Did you say left or right up there? Uh, just a left, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe it's broken. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just a leg, honestly. I've got another one. Well, yeah, no, I'll, 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 just, uh, I'll just pop into the chemist. <laughs> Be right as rain in the morning. The final isn't until Sunday. Oh, good. Uh, well, then. Oh, uh, sorry to bother you. You, uh, you haven't seen a bike around here, have you? Oh, yeah, sure. It's right here under the car. Let me get it for you. The tire isn't flat, so we're in good shape. Oh. Gee, thanks an awful lot for oh. the directions, and I'm awfully sorry what happened. Yeah. Oh, thank You'll you. You'll be all right then, huh? Sure, yeah. Good. Okay, drive carefully. Yeah, thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, bye. The, the Eric Idle bit is probably the only thing I remembered from this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember some of the Germany stuff. Really? Yeah. I like. I kind of forgot about the whole kidnapping subplot. Oh, and there's a joke. There's a little bit of a running gag or something about how the kids want TV, but there's only like three channels yeah, in England. Cheese making yeah. and static, like. right? <laughs> uh, which I guess was the case back then. Probably. So then they go to London or Paris. They fly to Paris. Oh, and and then Clark brings out the video camera yeah. again. So in the beginning of the movie, before they left home, he was mucking around with this gigantic video. Which like, that that VHS was Chevy camera. Chase's personal video camera. Was it? Yeah, oh, that's funny. And he entices Ellen to do a sexy dance for him, yeah. which he tapes because he says he's going to delete it later. He doesn't delete it later, and somebody steals the camera, and that pays off quote pays off at the end of the movie um but the funny thing is you know he he gets the camera out and i'm like where did you have that camera that thing's bigger than in my suitcase you know (laughs) which Uh, yeah yeah, later gets stolen by yeah where they're in france i think at that point yeah but they're in rome when it pays off oh yeah 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 yeah. um which i don't know how in like they could have made in like 1980s timeline they could have someone could have stolen a tape in france and then it could have been there's billboards about that and like being shown in a theater like in italy yeah like four days later so yeah like, uh yeah i mean these days sure oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally oh, yeah. yeah what else happens in paris they go to the eiffel tower uh, they drop a dog off the Eiffel Tower by accident. Yeah, the, the they go have a, the restaurant scene where the waiter's making fun of them. And oh, right, that was actually kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but yeah, because yeah. um, they're being boorish Americans and the yeah. waiter is speaking French, and they don't understand it, and the subtitles are all, you know, you're an idiot. Although I think I, I think I liked that joke better when they were checking in 
uh, to the hotel and the people behind the counter were like fucking American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. That's another thing is that this one takes, you know, in the first movie, Clark is kind of a goofball and he's got his interactions with people. Whereas in yeah. this movie, it's, it's that plus the fact that they're stupid Americans yeah, yeah. in Europe and all the, all the Europeans are being played for their stereotypes as well. They end up driving to Germany and they, <laughs> they have these, Long tubes on the top of the car with their luggage that I have no idea what they are. I don't think I even noticed that. Yeah, they're like like you would have a paper backdrop for doing a shoot. It's like oh, that okay. length tube, you know, about just, four or five inches in diameter, just on top two of them on top of the car. <laughs> Not skis. I don't know what it was with their luggage. Yeah. Uh, so the drive to Germany, because apparently Clark's got family there. Griswold sounds yeah. like a German name. Yeah. But they screw up the address and they end up finding this couple this old couple who don't speak english and they they have dinner and spend the night there because they the just sort of barge in yeah they barge like, in oh we're family yeah. like well the, the family was also expecting them to come that's the thing is that they they knew that like the, the clark's extended family knew that they were going to be arriving right these people did not <laughs> they <laughs> but, made them dinner they, yeah, yeah they're very polite and they let yeah. them stay over and go away and the next day and then they're like who the hell is that uh, oh, they, then they do this whole uh, like Oktoberfest type yeah. of deal where there's a big party in the town square and there's guys dancing in lederhosen. And there's a whole scene where since Clark is wearing lederhosen, they get him to come up and dance with them. Yeah. And I don't know if it was supposed to be funny. No. It, I mean, I'm sure it was. But yeah. It was, it was just awkward and weird. Terrible. Because yeah. he's just messing up the dance moves. And then because he runs into some guys, he starts a fight and the whole place just starts fighting. Yeah. And it, like there was no it was not funny at all. Uh, meanwhile, Rusty is is off with uh, one of the beer maidens. Yeah, I know. You know. It's, that's that's the thing I find like this in particular. Like, well, the age range kind of fluctuates between the movies weirdly too. Of the uh, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this one, it's just the he's just the goo- like even more so than Anthony Michael Hall. He's just the goofiest looking. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. And you know, you know who that is. I did. I it's uh, I can't. I can't remember his name, but he's actually uh, Robin Lively's and Blake Lively's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. So speaking like Jason of Jason Lively, of cra- uh, the that? next Karate Kid. That's right. Uh, yeah, How about that Karate Kid Part Three. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and and but the no. thing is, he, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Because Hillary Swank. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Uh, so he is a goofy, and yet he's got game. Like all these girls are interested in him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this 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 like good looking German woman is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go show you my breasts over right. here. Like, yeah. Which is funny. It's like I read somewhere that there's a lot of there's a lot of that like the production got in a lot, kind of a question in a lot of hot water over like where they filmed that yeah. because the the actor was seventeen and the woman was twenty four and she like <laughs> shows her breasts to him. Right. And they were like, oh, we, we filmed that in Germany. And they were like, really? Did you? <laughs> like, okay. <look. laughs> yeah. Because that would be illegal here. Mm-hmm. So because uh, Clark started the fight, um, everyone's mad at them and chasing them. So they drive away, but then the car gets stuck and they have to climb out and run to the train without anything. So yeah. they lose all their luggage and all that kind of stuff. And for some reason, you know, someone brought a guitar. Like Rusty or somebody, because it was a guitar case. Yeah. On the, well, on the I feel like the art car. department just like threw a bunch of crap up there, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Let's do that typical old thing of like whoever travels has fourteen hard sided. Uh, yeah, and no, po- <laughs> and no point prior where they had their luggage, you see a guitar. Or yeah, exactly. Anything. Yeah. So it, the, it's not like it was consistent. So no, no. They get on the train to Rome, and this is where they have the the family breakdown, where yeah. like none of them, uh, none of them's into it anymore. 
Well, I'd say the the bigger breakdown is when she see when Ellen sees the poster true with her, and she's like, even then, then she's over it. The right. kids are over it a little bit before, yeah. and but she there's this kind of somewhat amusing bit where they're on the train and everyone's doing something to annoy everybody else. It's like somebody's making noises oh, and yeah, someone yeah. else is clicking a pen and some you know, uh, but uh, yeah, but they don't have the big blow up until they get to Rome, uh, and so they. They try to get traveler's checks refunded, but I don't know. Why don't you just cash them in? Something. Were they stolen? Are they lost because they were? Oh right, because they were stolen when they left. Yeah, uh, yeah. They left all their luggage yeah, with so the traveler's checks. Rome, and they show like, up. We lost our traveler's checks. Yeah. The guys, and at the time, it's not even the right guy. Right. The, the clerk's being like robbed or whatever. Yeah. So, so he's like, robber. oh, like the robber's just like, here you go. And yeah. He's like, oh, we only had like you know fifteen hundred in traveler's checks, and you gave us three thousand or something. And he's like, oh, for your inconvenience. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they're <clears throat> then the plot goes really weird because they had they had the clerk tied up in the back. Yeah. And. The they they had to up get him somewhere they had or something. To, but I don't know what they had to do. I don't know. They're just so, sort of like, they're just like, we need to sneak him out of here. And we're in like, we right. don't want to be the ones to transport yeah. him. So, so like, they put him in the trunk of the car and give the car to the Griswolds yeah. to use. And then they come back for him later. And the guys, the guy being tied up is almost like super cool with it. Cause like <laughs> right. they put him in the trunk and they're like, we'll be back for you. And he's like, okay. Like <laughs> he doesn't actually say like his, his yeah, mouth's yeah. tied up, but he just sort of like gives the thumbs up or something. And they're yeah, just like, I don't know what was going on there. So they drive around with this guy in the trunk for a couple of days in Rome. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing. It's like, yeah. like at some point you forget that he's in there. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then what, okay. They, they run into Eric idol again. Yeah. Well, I guess they ran into him in Paris too, right? It was uh, like a, a revolving door. Uh, gag. Oh yeah. 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 Or no, wasn't, wasn't that Rome? Was it Rome? I think it was Rome. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think they see him again from. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is here. Yeah. The revolving doors here and Clark smashes Eric idol through the revolving door. Uh, and then everyone, well, the kids want to have some alone time. Clark gets upset. Then Ellen sees the, sees the billboard and she freaks out. Yeah. So everyone goes their separate ways. Then the robber shows up, finds Ellen, seduces her or tries to seduce her. And then, oh, right. Clark, Clark is doing some sightseeing yeah. and he takes a selfie with his camera and he feels really sheepish about it because, you know, he's yeah. alone. And it's like, dude, if you only knew <laughs> <laughs> what the world would turn into. Yeah. Well, uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, Paris Hilton or somebody say they invented the selfie? Yeah. So it's uh, no, really, it was uh, it was Chevy Chase. Chevy, right. that was, and that was funny because when when Paris Hilton tweeted that and everyone tweeted all these mm. other stuff, like nobody did that. That yeah. would have been funny to yeah. tweet. <laughs> it all started with Chevy Chase. Yeah, right. This is, I'd say, the first movie in the series that does sort of something surreal. Which at the very end of the movie, when they're flying back, the plane hits the, the oh, Empire or no, the, the, the Statue of Liberty's Liberty. like arm and it twists around or something. Yeah, it hits the torch and the torch. Yeah, spins. it's like yeah, and that right, that was very super normal. Yeah, you know, like which it happens in the other movies too. It kind of does. There's the whole tobogganing scene. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now uh, Ellen's been kidnapped by the robber for some reason, and Clark and Audrey have to go chase him down. And once again, interrupt Rusty as he's getting it on with the girl that he, I think he saw her back in Paris is where he first saw her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. Oh, I forgot about That's, uh, what's her name? Frank Zappa's daughter. Oh, right. Um, so then and while they're, while they're chasing uh, the bad guys down and it's like, a, I think they're in like a little convertible beetle. 
And uh, while they're chasing him down, the the car that Clark is driving, uh, he does a little skid and all the tires pop because they're skidding. And he says, his voice says, darn it all, where you can clearly see his mouth say, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. <laughs> uh, and then they end up, the cars jump into a fountain. Or no, he, he gets on a bike and chases him down with a bike for a little bit. And then they all end up in a fountain hitting Eric Idle on the way in for, God, for one I think, last time. I think time. I blanked out this last section of the movie. Yeah, yeah. None of that sounds familiar. The, so that was your big, quote, climax. And then they fly home yeah. and they hit this. Oh, so the, the, the getting on the plane and going home is so abrupt. It's, yeah. I almost was like, what are they, what are they doing? Like, where yeah. are they going? Like, <laughs> like where's Walter going home? Like, yeah. I think the only, well, there was two things I remembered from this movie. Uh, Eric Idle and Big Ben Parliament. Right, yeah, that's yeah, the quotable yeah. line from this movie, which makes you feel like the movie's better than it is because it has that one good bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, apparently the you know the scene where he's in Paris and they're in the roundabout and he gets stuck there. London, yeah. Oh, is, is it London? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, a bunch of people wrote Chevy Chase a letter and was like, "That exact thing happened to me." Like, it's a super common thing. Yeah, to, I, I did see that. The other one I saw was funny. Is apparently that uh, Chevy Chase and Eric Idle became friends. On this set, oh really? And then they they decided that they were going to write the sequel to this movie, uh-huh. like, and they they the idea they came up with was the Griswolds go to Australia, but the only thing they could come up with was a bunch of series of shark jokes, <laughs> and then they just decided to scrap the whole thing because they couldn't come up with any like concrete story, right? So as we said, uh, John Hughes didn't have anything to do with the film, except for he's weirdly, I, th- I think I read he was credited, right? Because they used some of his ideas that they didn't use in the first movie. And in yeah. fact, he. Didn't even know they were making this movie until like the, the trailer, trailer came, came out. out yeah. yeah, and so that to me is part of why uh, this movie fails so much. It feels like Airplane Two, like yeah, oh, same God, cast, yeah. completely different cre- uh, creative yeah. team, you know, and and just like let's redo the jokes from the first one, but in a different place, yeah, or whatever. I gave it a four. I give it a four as well. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a terrible movie. I mean, it's a terrible. It movie. is a terrible. It's a terrible movie. Let's say that. But it's not. It's not a complete abomination. Right. Like there, it's functional. It tells a story. Yeah. There's comedic elements to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't laugh very hard at them, or right. if ever. But it's not. It's not the room or something where you're just like it's nonsense. Exactly. Uh, IMDb ended up with six point two, which is generous, and Rotten Tomatoes thirty eight percent. So. Yeah. Somewhere between, yeah, pretty close to us. And then we get to Christmas Vacation. Would you say? Would you say that uh, European Vacation is the worst movie we've seen out of this? Ooh, it might be. Yeah, because even the worst Die Hard movies had some action scenes. Yeah, and even even the bad Poltergeist still had. That one's like, close. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I look at my ratings here. I gave Beverly Hills Cop three a two. Ooh. And you gave it a three. Yeah. So that seems to be the worst one. Yeah, oh. no, I still stick by that, actually. Yeah. I, still, <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I, uh, Beverly Hills Cop was, Beverly Hills Cop three was worse. Yeah. I also give Poltergeist three a two. You you liked it, boy. You, you well, that's, that was because of yeah. the camera work and the mirrors yeah. and stuff like that. And Karate Kid three, I gave a four. So it's, oh, and next Karate Kid, I gave a two. Really? Well, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. If you went ahead and you gave, oh, God. Next Credit Kid's a better movie than this. I think you might be right. Yeah. Oh, I might have to revise some stuff. <laughs> Just go back and dub out. <laughs> I gave it a five. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christmas Vacation from 1989. 
So directed by uh, Jeremiah Chechik, who the only thing I found that he did was Benny and June and Gossip Girl. Those okay. The only I, things I, that I'd heard of. A, okay. Movie. Mm-hmm. Budget of 27 million. So almost twice what the other ones were. And it grossed 71 million. So okay. Yeah. Did pretty good. Even being limited by the previous movie. <laughs> uh, you get a question. Is that, is it a, like due to a Christmas theme? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, the synopsis is the Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a big disaster. Who writes these? <laughs> <laughs> this per- same person who just wrote every single one of them. Like the Griswold's family blank. Yeah. Like, turns into blank. Um, <coughs> they did get John Hughes back, as he said, to write yeah. this, which is very, very Which the, good. the first one and this one were based on. Uh, articles he wrote for National Lampoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. He, that was the thing. Is he said that he wouldn't come back unless he found a good story. Yeah. And so uh, I think the first one was called, uh, he like, or was like uh, Holiday 58 or something. Yeah, or, that's it. Right. I said and then this one was that. like Christmas. Which was a, a bi- autobiographical story. Yeah, exactly. Story, yeah. Right? yeah. And about a trip he took with his family yeah. and then this the uh, then he he was going through his stuff and he, he found one that he wrote about a christmas that he had like a terrible christmas and mm-hmm. so he was like okay i'll make that yeah so talk um the opening credits are kind of interesting for these movies in yeah. the first two movies those, yeah. they opened up with the holiday like road song and like postcards from around the country yeah at least the first one was postcards around the country i think the second one was passports and, oh right the passports yeah. getting stamped and this one is an animated sequence of santa claus trying to deliver presents and getting you know yeah burned and falling Wait, and so all what, what is things. this who framed roger rabbit it's like- <laughs> yeah right uh but it's cute i mean it's yeah. it, it works because whatever it's fine the first one that was long yeah it's real long yeah, it's yeah. like it's like seven minutes or something it's like <laughs> So, uh, this one opens with the Griswolds going out to get a Christmas tree. And so this one is a fun sequence. Uh, they're driving out in, in the tourist wagon, uh, snow everywhere. Um, the kids are played by Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki. This is probably my second favorite group of kids. Yeah. And, uh, they go out to the, you know, pine forest or whatever, and they find a gigantic tree and the everybody's freezing. Audrey can't feel her yeah, face. And the other thing is like, this is like, we talked about like this, this is where they started to get a little bit more jokey with like some of the like unnatural, supernatural element kind of sure. thing where she's like completely frozen over. Like, yeah, it's, it's more, and everyone's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, Oh, Clark, They're like we better hurry up. She's Audrey will yeah, appreciate it later. She yeah. can't see right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Griswold family Christmas tree. Isn't it a little big? It's not big. It's just full. Dad, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. Not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. <sighs> Look at it. It really is beautiful, Clark. Something else, huh, Russ? Yeah, Dad. Isn't it beaut, Audrey? She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen. Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. The three are the symbol of the spirit of the Griswold family Christmas. Dad, did you bring a saw? 
She's like frozen. Yeah. Yeah, right. It is a little more uh, loose with physics. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the joke being that he forgot to bring a chainsaw, so they drive home with this thing. Now, the, how they got that? The, right. You cut to them driving with this thing on the roof of the car with all the roots still intact. Yeah. And it's like, well, how did you pull it out of the car? You must have just chained it to the car and dragged yeah, right. it out. Like. <laughs> right. um, oh, yeah. And the other thing is when they see the tree, you see this light of coming down from heaven and you hear the angels. And yeah. it's like, that's a little, you know, more supernatural stuff that. Uh, but uh, it, given that the opening credits was a cartoon it kind of gives it give this movie a little yeah, more license to be cartoony i wonder if they thought about that that's a good question yeah you know there's scenes of them putting the tree in and 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 it's destroying the living room and things like that uh but then we cut to the his work and we've never seen him at work before yeah it's true they always, is, they, always, they always talk about what he does yeah it's, like, it's not like it was ever some sort of mystery it was like right was like he works for like an additive company, like a preservative company. Right. Like. So that he designs food preservatives and yeah. additives and stuff. And and it's funny because it's a very nerdy type of thing to do. It is. But it's, and it's so weird because he's almost in like a corporate suit. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. like, shouldn't you be in some sort of lab or something <laughs> with like, cause he's, he's the one talking about always having designed it. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. But, but again, like it's, it, yeah, it sounds like it's, it's this really sciencey type of thing, but it's in like some there like in Chicago high rise building, office you know. building. Yeah. And uh, I forget who his buddies he's talking to, but oh yeah, it's um, the guy from the Tracy Ullman show, uh, not Dan Castellaneta, but the other one, the tall, oh, yeah. the big I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, but his boss is Brian Doyle Murray, yeah, which is who was in the first movie. What was he in the he, first movie? He plays the uh, the guy checking them into the uh, cabins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny scene. Actually. That was yeah. He's like, "What do you need my uh, address for?" Oh, he's not a mailer. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's just so casual about it. Yeah. It's like, which he looks completely different. I mean, we're talking yeah. what? It's only six, seven years later or mm-hmm. something. It's like, yeah. looks like he's actually got coloring in his hair to the previous one. And yeah. In like, the previous one, he looks more like he did in Caddyshack. Yeah. He looks more like a seventies type of guy. Yeah. And in this one, he's, he's, he's a, like old man, old balding businessman. Yeah. And he's also, he's got the voice. Oh, he's got the point. Yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, this is one of my favorite things he's ever done is this scene, you know, because uh, Clark comes in to give him the, Christmas present and he's really doesn't want to talk to him and they put it over there. So he puts it there and it's like right next to a dozen identical uh, yeah, gifts, yeah. which is per- like every little touch in this movie. is just perfect. And then he tries to talk to him and, and he picks up the phone and he says, get me someone and get me someone while I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Shirley, Merry Christmas. Who's that? It's uh, it's me, Clark Griswold. What do you want? My wife and I came up with a little something special. It's, it's a gift. Put it over there with the others, Greaseball. Oh. By the way, I uh, hope my report helped out at the trade show. I'm sure it did, Griswold. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm in the middle of an important call. Get me somebody. Anybody. And get me somebody while I'm waiting. Oh, and then and then there's the uh, the parade of uh, executives as they're going into the office, and yeah. Clark's like, "Oh, Merry Christmas, Happy and we, Holidays." And what does he call him? He calls him because uh, he gets his name wrong. Oh, yeah, I forget what he calls he him. Calls him. It's like it's it's something like it's not even close to Clark. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like yeah. Ken or something. It's right. Like, yeah. Like we're talking about. There's there's the the only drive the only narrative momentum in this movie is the fact that he he tells his buddy in that scene that he. Put down a deposit for a swimming pool, yeah. and he was counting on his bonus. 
Who made that model of the swimming pool that he has? I know, <laughs> it's right? Like, it's over the top. He's like so I, excited and he's like got this like model of a swimming pool. <laughs> do do like swimming pool contractors I guess that's that, I guess that's model. the I guess. only thing I can think of is that yeah. they were like, This is what it'll look like. So that's the whole movie that they're waiting for the bonuses to show up because he's worried that he's not going to have enough money to cover the deposit. Well, because also the someone keep, his friend or somebody else keeps bragging about like, oh, you you know, you created that additive that just that's going to make them millions of dollars, right. like right. Like you're going to win some, like you're the executive or you're the like designer of the year or something, and he's like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get the biggest bonus. Yeah. Like, uh, we have scenes of. Clark going shopping for Ellen. Yeah. So this is where the the other woman scene comes in. So in the first two movies, it was Christy yeah. Brinkley, and now he's shopping for lingerie for Ellen. And Which is it's stupid. You can't you can't play that joke. In the first one, it was like he's madly in love with his wife, and he's always trying to have sex with her. And then he's like, there his advances are always like thwarted by some effort. So he and then he finally meets this woman. This one is just sort of like, no, you're just basically cheating on your wife. <laughs> it's right. Like, which I guess you were on it's, the first one, but it's, it's like, yeah. but at least at least it like the, the gag is that like his he like he, he can't get with his wife and then there's this open available woman. Uh, this one is just sort of like, oh no, like yep. he's just hitting he on just her. Just sees it's a pretty like, girl in the department store yeah. and is hitting on her. Yeah. His all his wife was also mad at him in the first one when right. he goes and sees her at the pool area. He like gets oh, picked out yeah, of the room yeah, yeah. And, and like leaves, and he's kind of like, oh, like yeah. But even before that, when he's eating the sandwich at the oh, yeah, picnic yeah. thing, and he she's sees, she's yeah. over there flirting, making eyes at him, and he's doing his goofy little yeah. sandwich dance. What are you doing? I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it's no excuse. Uh, yeah. So, but this even how creepy it is. This scene has a couple of good bits. He, he's he's feeling flustered because she's very beautiful, and uh, and he says something about you know, tis the season to be married. And she's like, Mary, that's my name. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Rusty comes out. Rusty comes there and sees her like. Oh, she's she's hiked she's up her skirt. Hiked up her skirt you... to model the the no panty lines yeah. or whatever. And uh, see Rust, no lines. <laughs> yeah, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So it, how creepy it is. There's some there's some good writing in there. I like I said. I'd say that Anthony Michael Hall to Johnny Galecki was like probably the closest. Like, are the, these two sets of kids from the first mm-hmm. movie and the third movie were the closest in like. Yeah. Which I guess you could attribute to um, Hughes, John Hughes, Hughes being yeah. be, like basically coming up with the characters for the first two, and then being like, "I'm gonna continue those. Like, I'm gonna continue the way they are and the way they act." Right. Like, yeah, and I, I do like the relationship because in the first movie, the kids are they have a little bit of a back and forth, but they're kind of they're okay they with talk each to each other. other. Yeah. In they, this one, I love the fact that Juliet Lewis plays the put upon teen yeah. so well that you know she's thinks the brother is a disgusting weevil you know? yeah and rusty is he doesn't have a whole lot to do in this movie he has a couple of good like bits that, where he's making fun of chevy chase yeah, yeah. um with the the, the watch the and lights the, and the the watch where he's like yeah he's like he, he, he does the oh, classic yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevy chase <laughs> thing which is yeah. like he looks at his no watch arm and he's yeah. like oh you know what i gotta go i gotta be somewhere like, <laughs> right Right. Yeah. So speaking about, there, there's a whole scene where he's putting the Christmas lights on. That's that's the other big one of the other yeah. big bits in this movie, and he has to check through all ten thousand lights to make sure they're all working. And they're, they come, he comes, pulls them out of the box, and they're in one big tangled ball mess. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a scene where he's stapling them to the roof, and he staples his sleeve, and then falls off the ladder. It's you know, uh, I I could talk about every scene in this movie. Cause I've seen this but that, that whole <laughs> this is one of those things I was talking about where it's like. It's the whole light thing just drags on. It's like it's 
it could have been condensed. There's so many times where it's like you cut to the neighbor's house and you come back and it's like, and then yeah. someone turned the light on and someone turned the light off and someone. It's oh like, yeah. 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 Uh, I could see that. I don't find it. it I don't think it's it terrible. Didn't, it didn't wear just, on I didn't, me at all. It, like, I think it was terrible, but I was yeah. just sort of like, okay, I get the gag. Like, <laughs> come on. It's, yeah. So at some point, uh, both sets of grandparents show up. Yeah. Uh, which is fun because they're all four of them are great, great actors. Yeah, yeah. And they they play it so well, you know. So Clark's parents are very sympathetic toward him and kind of doddering old fools. Yeah. And Ellen's parents are just mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which it's great. Oh, Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany show up eventually. Yeah. And I don't even know who's. And then the return Uncle of uh, cousin Eddie with and then, uh, with Carolyn or whatever his life is. It's like Caroline and his entrance is perfect so, oh yeah you yeah. know he just sneaks in he's just standing <laughs> they're, next they're, to him. They're, it, it's complete you know 180 because they're doing the whole thing with the lights they finally get the lights to work uh and he's, everyone's just standing around in this glow and it's just graduating oh him graduating him and he you know you know clark is even talking to the in-laws and being nice to them and, yeah. and he's just kind of going through the line of people and then runs into eddie You deserve a home like this to spend Christmas in. It's a butte, Clark. It's a butte. You taught me everything I know about exterior illumination. Thank you. Thank you. Russ, Audrey. Dear, dear friends, it's... Hope this adds to your enjoyment of the holidays. Oh, it's just wonderful. Arthur. Art. Dad. Thanks for being here. The little lights are not twinkling. I know, Art, and thanks for noticing. House sure does look swell, Clark. Thanks, Eddie. I hope it enhances your holiday spirit. <laughs> Dear Catherine. Eddie? <laughs> oh, the house is gorgeous, Clark. <laughs> Eddie? We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. Yeah. You surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> Right, so Eddie and uh, his wife, his and, wife his, and the, the younger kids, not the kids seen in the first movie, right, show up for yeah, because uh, he's he's been out of work for since since the other movie for like seven years or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now he, the- he worked in an asbestos factory. <laughs> I love all of his weirdo jobs and his weirdo ailments. Oh, he was he was the best part in Vegas. Yeah. 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 He says that they borrowed this RV from a friend, but 
it turns out they're living in it. Yeah. Um, I love when they go shopping together. Yeah. Oh, the shopping. And Eddie's just great. throwing shit into his like like two whole big bags of dog food mm. and like beer and all sorts of stuff. And one thing I didn't notice for the first however many times I saw that was that you know Clark's picking. He picks up this like thing of uh, light bulbs. Yeah. Puts it and Eddie and just throws, throws on top of it. On yeah. top of it. The whole, the whole family's there. Everyone's on edge. Uh, Rusty is sleeping in in Audrey's bed, and she's yeah. she's she's over that. Yeah. Uh, and then they all go out to uh, go Christmas shopping, but Clark got stuck in the attic. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole scene where he goes up in the attic to hide some Christmas presents. The somebody closes the trap door below him, and he can't get it open for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so they go out shopping without him, and he's freezing out there. So he finds some old clothes and a, as he's looking for clothes, he finds the projector and looks at old home movies. And, and it was neat. Cause it's like, it was the same actors playing his parents yeah, yeah. in these old movies and they're dressed up to look younger. And, uh, he's getting very wistful about, about growing up and, and family Christmases. What, what was the deal like with the whole, he finds the, the present from mother's day yeah. from the, like 1983. Right. Right. So Cause like, yeah. this, this, the hiding spot is so good that he forgot one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to see if there's anything like because the first movie came out in '83. I was trying to see if there's any sort of like, uh, like I never put that together. Something alluded to something else, yeah. or and again, it, it could have just been something you know, uh, John Hughes just pointing back to the original movie kind yeah. of thing. So then, uh, well, he falls through the the floor at some point, yeah, but still doesn't get out of the attic until he's watching the movies and he's set his whole thing up right on the tr- the the door. So when somebody opens it, he falls through. More, more Chevy Chase, uh, yeah. Pratt Falls. Uh, the, the, oh, we're kind of going all over the place. Yeah, here. the neighbors. Oh, the neighbors, right. The neighbors um, are funny. Uh, what's so her name? it's Julie, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus and some guy are like super snooty yuppies that live right next to the Griswolds, and they they don't like him at all. And there's some back and forth that they have. And when he was hanging the lights, he causes some ice to go shooting in through their window. And, and that's another good bit. It's like... They come back and and their stereo has been destroyed by something and they don't. They, they can't figure out what yeah, it right. is. Like, well, something had to go through the window. There's a pool of water on the floor. Now. Something <laughs> had to break the stereo. And why is the floor all wet, Todd? Yeah. I don't know, Margo. Yeah. And then they get blinded by the lights. When they yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're 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 flailing about. And then that pays off when they uh, Uncle Lewis explodes their tree because yeah. the, there's like the gas fireplace. I always forget that that was the, the second tree right later when the whole squirrel right. thing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uncle, uncle Lewis uh, is lighting a cigar and there's like a gas leak in the room or something. No, from no, no. The what it was fireplace, was, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't know it, what it was. Is the dog, oh, the cousin dog Eddie's dog on. drank all the water. So uh-huh. the tree dried out. Oh, right. But yeah. there was also, was and he, he was smoking a cigar. He was smoking and a cigar, but there was, didn't like somehow the gas from the fireplace get turned on? I don't think so. No? I, think, I think it was okay. literally just like, because, because Chevy Chase tells Eddie, he says, you know, don't, you let the dog drink all the water, the tree's going to dry out. Right. Like, and then he's just out there smoking a cigar and it's just the whole thing catches fire. Right. And so Chevy Chase has one of his breakdowns yeah. and goes out and cuts a tree down from the yard, brings it in, and has a squirrel in it, and it terrorizes everybody. Uh, and they finally get it toward the door, the front door, and they open it up, and it's uh, Margot from next door, and she gets ravaged by the squirrel and yeah. goes home and punches her, punches Todd. Yeah. They were great. I love them. Yeah. Any other things you want to talk about before we get to the climax well, like we talked about the uh the thing i found ridiculous is the the took out of the movie was when he goes uh, tobogganing 
Oh, right. The and it just like, becomes like lightning speed where you're just sort of like... Uh, I think that's a funny bit because he... Well, I, I can see it, it's a little bit weird because so so he greases up his little... Uh, I, I even, I'll even i even buy the the Julia Lewis freezing. It's like... Uh-huh. But then all of a sudden he's just like, like shooting down the mountain <laughs> and like there's a blur of like yeah, yeah. lightning and like... Right, right. So he greases up his little circular sled with, with some chemical that he got from work yeah. that's super slick and you know he kind of does a little two or three test pushes and then pushes his way off the and tiniest push the tiniest push and he's instantly going at light speed yeah which you're right it's very supernatural it's very non-physical but i thought it was a good gag yeah, yeah. and then and then there's a bunch of shots of him against a rear projection screen you yeah know? <laughs> that, that's what i think i had more of a problem with is just how bad it looked yeah like, yeah yeah uh, then later you see that uh, Eddie finds the the right. saucer or whatever, and he's it's like just tore down the middle. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's all worn through. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a I don't know a couple minute scene of him just going at at breakneck speed, yeah, bouncing off of things and jumping through things. And I, I like that scene. I can see that it could take you out of it. Like I said, just not so much the, the what it was. It's just how bad it looked. Yeah, like it was just poor projection background. Like I don't know. Yeah, if it was like I kind of think it might have been intentional. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, the, the, uh, what's Eddie's wife's name again? Caroline. Or Caroline. Caroline or Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. She, she cooks the turkey and it ends up being super dry. Oh God. That was, just, that was great though. That was a good <laughs> bit. He just cuts. <laughs> Everyone's like, it looks great. And yeah. she's like glowing and she's so happy and they just touch it. And it's like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, the smoke so, comes out of it. empty inside. Yeah. It looks terrible. <laughs> and then there's like a, you know, a shot of everyone trying to chew it. And yeah. It's terrible. Aunt Bethany brought her cat wrapped in a in a present. Yeah, because she's Old senile, and, yeah. and uh, so now they have a cat in the house, and the cat chews one of the lights off of the tree, and uh, electrocutes, electrocutes itself. itself. So now there's a chair in the trash that Eddie can take home as well. Yeah, scavenger. And speaking of Eddie, that, that the other great uh, oh, line from him is when he's out there emptying the thing and says shitter was full the septic tank into yeah. the yeah or he's, yeah into the into the sewage system sewage. oh that was it so that was it so he emptied the septic the the rv's septic tank into the sewage system which you're not supposed to do yeah that caused fume oh wait so and that was just the second time when it was the fumes coming up from the when he was like smoking the cigar over by the street right and that that's what causes the santa sleigh to go burning into the air yeah at the end. exactly yes. yeah right. yeah so uh, eventually, a messenger arrives. So Clark Clark was worried about the bonus. Messenger arrives, saying, "I was supposed to deliver this yesterday. It fell between the seats." Clark opens it. It's a bonus from work, but it's a membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. Uh, hey! If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. 
And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Eddie, Eddie's excited about that. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving for the rest yeah. of the year. So then Clark has his trademark breakdown, which I think was one of the best of the whole series, and says that he wished someone would go get his boss. Yeah, uh, Eddie go gets the boss, brings him down. That's the thing about that's the funny thing about Eddie is he's just he's he's for all his faults he's a very he's a very generous nice person. He is. He's giving. He's all, He's he, loyal. He's a little weird. Yeah, he's very giving yeah. and very loyal for what he has. Like, he's just dumb. Yeah. And also, he's had part of his head taken away by something in the war, so yeah. he has a metal plate. <laughs> yeah. It turns into a plastic plate. It's like... Oh, does it? Yeah. He mentions somewhere about, like, they took the metal plate out and they put a plastic one in, so you got to be careful that I don't bash my head. Yeah. But when was that? Because... Um, oh, that was this one. That was this one, yeah. But it goes back to being metal in Vegas, doesn't it? Because that's where he keeps blanking out whenever something Yeah, I happens. can't remember. Oh, we'll have to yeah. get back to that. So, again... Like in the first movie, the boss shows up and and the cops show up and everyone's freaking out and then they explain the situation and the and the boss's wife is super upset that yeah. they canceled the bonuses. It's like the quickest turn of heart oh, I've seen yeah, for yeah. like a boss. It's like, <laughs> it's like you know when you see how it affects people in their daily lives, and yeah. you see their faces. I feel bad. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys a bonus. Yeah, like, and add twenty percent. Add twenty percent. Then the the fumes and the cigar light the Santa thing yeah. on. On fire, and then uh, just the end. And Bethany sings the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. That was the other thing. It was like there's a lot of like weird like singing parts. Yeah, like, yeah where yeah. she sings. At, she also sings at uh, at the dinner when they ask her to say grace, and she starts singing. Does she sing? She sings something else. She, she does sing, something. She, no, she, she sings like the like the. She says the she says the pledge of allegiance. Pledge of allegiance. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is Clark saying, "I did it," because he finally, well. Had a, good, had a good Christmas yeah. vacation. All right. Any other bits? Any mm-hmm. trivia stuff? Uh, not for that one. I, mean, I, I, could, I could quote this movie all day. Uh, I ended up giving it a 10 out of 10. That may be a bit high, but <laughs> I was sitting there going. That's pretty good. You're, t- you're saying this matches with, with Die Hard? <sighs> I couldn't think of any reason to deduct points. Like, I mean, I, I gave it an 8. I gave it yeah. higher than the first one. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a 10. I've seen this movie. I could not think of anything to take away from this movie. Now, granted, yeah, maybe the scene where he's putting the lights up is drags on a little bit. I don't, I don't mind it. I, you know, just yeah. I could go as low as a nine, but I, you know, I have no I problem think, giving I think a ten. I give this a little bit lower because I really think the kids are underused. Okay, because it's that's the whole point of this series is like is Clark and his family. And it's this whole thing's more about the extended because it's mostly more about Clark and the extended family than it is like yeah. his own kids. I don't, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't see that as a problem. I f- I find that the extended family are all wonderful actors. Yeah. They, they give them great material. The kids, you're right. The kids are not not used that much, which is funny because these are the these are the kids that went on to become the most famous <laughs> right celebrities. Yeah, like Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki. It's yeah. like and but but they're like the least used they are. in any of the series. Uh, IMDb gave it a seven point six, so closer to you. And then Rotten Tomatoes sixty four percent, which is really odd. That's, that's kind of low. That's yeah. very low for for what we call a classic movie. Yeah. 
Next up, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Well, does it? I don't know if the title actually says National Lampoon's. I think it just says Vegas it's just, Vacation. Just Vegas Vacation. Yeah. Came out in 1997, uh, directed by Stephen Kessler, who did nothing else notable. <laughs> Uh, budget was $25 million and it grossed $36 million. Okay. So it's still made a profit. profit. Yeah. So uh, the idea with this one is Clark gets a bonus. Maybe the bonus that he was talking about before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the thing is that like, these are supposed to be like the kids are all around the same age. They're supposed to be all like around the same seven, like 16, 17, 18 kind right. of thing. It's like, so this, yeah, this could have happened, like, the Vegas vacation could have been, like, six months later. It's like... Totally. Even though they take place in the time period of when the movie's made. Right. It's kind of like The Simpsons. You don't yeah, don't get bogged exactly. down in timelines. So, uh, Clark decides to uh, take the family to Las Vegas. Which, this this is the most selfish of his... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sort of the hallmark of this movie, is he is selfish in every... Yeah, but, it, but he, every, does, he does Wally World with the intentions of having it be a good for, a trip right. for his kids. Yeah. And I guess he wins the other one. But this one, it's just sort of like, you can tell he wants to go there and he's trying to sell other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this bit when he's coming home with the brochures or whatever, and he's just like driving yeah. crazily. Yeah. And it's like I for, running I into stuff this, yeah. and running over... He's not looking at the road at all. He's looking at the map. And it's like, okay, in the first movie, he had some issues with driving, yeah. but it wasn't this bad. It just, it was I love when kinda, he, he, he like cuts through the kids playing and they're like, hey, Mr. Green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something he just does all the time. Right. He just like drives off the road. Yeah. So he, he, he comes home, he tells the family, and the kids this time are, are well, the girl looks half Asian. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think she's Mexican. She's she part Mexican. Mexican yeah. Okay. And the, there's a little bit the the line acknowledging, it. oh, you kids are growing up so fast. You look so different all the time. Yeah. You know, that's kind of cute. So uh, they fly to Vegas instead of driving, yeah. which is good. And this was one of the one of the parts that I remembered was the, the, the blue bathroom thing. Bathroom scene, yeah. yeah. So Clark and so now we're, now we're back to him trying to right. make sweet, sweet love to his wife right. like, in odd places. Yeah, so they try and have sex in the airplane bathroom. Although, and I did notice this, and I read it in the goofs later, is that when she gets up, she goes to the back of the plane, and when he gets up, he goes to the front of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so, <clears throat> hey, script supervisor. Yeah. Get better. Or, or maybe that was just a joke we all missed. Yeah. So, and there's some deleted scene where he gets up there, gets in with some other woman. Oh, right, right. <laughs> like, well, he does try to, like, he opens a door and there's some kid or something in, mm-hmm. in one of the bathrooms, uh, which is like, lock the door. Don't, don't yeah. these things lock? In fact, the light doesn't come on until you lock the door. Yeah. Anyway, they get in there and it's all cramped and crowded and her foot gets stuck in the toilet. And so they cut to them getting off the plane where her leg and his arm are all covered in the blue toilet water yeah. gunk, which, all right. You yeah. know, yeah. it's fine. Uh, so they get into Vegas. They get a limo. They get a limo. There's a joke where Audrey, Audrey gets stuck in the sunroof. Yeah, and, and, and is- she's trying to she's trying to react to like show people. And it, there's another limo that pulls up with like woo girls that are hanging yeah, out yeah, on yeah. top of the limo, and and they think that she's just partying like them. Even right, she's struggling to breathe. Yeah, and because so she 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 opens the sunroof and gets up, and then. For some reason, uh, Clark closes it on. I forget yeah. why. He thinks he's opening a window or yeah, something yeah. like Somebody that. Somebody else asks for a window open, and he's, yeah. just, he's still looking out the window. Like, And this was weird because at the, the, everyone else is just like 
dumb looking out the window at Vegas yeah. and doesn't realize she's up there even though she's kicking and screaming. And it just felt so dumb. Of course. You know? Yeah. Then they get to the casino. The, the, casino. the kids, they check in. The kids realize that you have to be 21 to gamble and drink. And oh, Vegas. just to even be in the Just in to the even casino. be in the casino, yeah. yeah. So they're like, well, our vacation's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the Rusty from this movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. and Because he, he's been in some other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Yeah. Um, actually, I like both of them. I, but I like I like his story where he's becomes this like gambling <laughs> yeah. aficionado who just right. who like this savant who like wins four cars and and and, and he's crafts. like yeah crap he's got, yeah. he's hanging out with the, the, the getting massages with right. the business guys right and, business guys maybe mobsters we don't yeah, know yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well that that's why I think the funniest thing I like in this movie is later on when they all go to breakfast and they're or no they. they it's right after Ellen meets up with, with Wayne, right, Newton. Wayne Newton. Yeah. And then Rusty's been gambling and Audrey's been out with the cousin Vicky. Right. And they all come back and Clark sees his kids and he's kind of distracted and he's trying to talk to them and they're all talking about separate things. Yeah. And then you just got Rusty being like, how do you feel about that mahjong? Or it's like, he's like, or what was it? Baccarat. And he's like, <laughs> he's just droning on about like gambling. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It was funny. Yeah. The Rusty bit I liked in this movie. And so he had gotten, he, he got a fake ID. He tried to get one fake ID and it was like a black guy on. Yeah, yeah. So he goes back out and it's, I forget the guy, the actor's name, funny comedic, comedic actor who's yeah. doing, selling it. And then so the guy like flips over his sandwich board and he's got a fake ID yeah. with a whole Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> from Yuma. Yeah. You're in, you're in, uh, in software. software development. <laughs> Look, yeah. Yeah. But then the other running gag is Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Right. So every time Chevy, or every time Clark goes to gamble, uh, he he's playing the the dealer is is played by Wallace Shawn yeah. and he's wins at twenty one. Well, for, first Clark starts playing against this woman who's just losing. Or well, is that no, first? No, no, or that's that the was second, second one. Yeah, in he, between, he, she loses to Wallace Shawn. Then he comes back and and he's beating the dealer. Yeah. But then they take her away to put Wallace Shawn in. Yeah, because. I, I, most the the most quoted line I, I quote from this uh-huh. is the uh, "What can I do with five dollars? You can buy a bullet and rent a gun." That's that, that was one clever line. That was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the thing is, the, the, the especially the first Wallace Shawn scene, I felt was just, it just dragged. Yeah. You know, they the, didn't, didn't have the comic timing or something no, was wrong. There, yeah, there's something off about that one. Yeah. Uh, they go to a Siegfried and Roy show, which yeah. is another thing that was weird. So they're staying at the Mirage. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all over. Then sometimes you see palm stuff. Really? Like the palms. Yeah. That's like in some of the shots and they were all over the place. They were all over the place, but there was a lot of Mirage going on. Yeah. It's like Siegfried and Roy were at the Mirage, you know, there was a lot of, I also thought I saw some like MGM lobby. Oh, oh they went over yeah. the MGM too. Yeah. But, but like a lot of this movie I felt was paid for by Mirage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they go see Siegfried and Roy and the whole thing is lit, like super dark. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't know. Clearly they're at, a Siegfried and Roy show and, and they, they couldn't yeah, they just, light it. Yeah, they, they just, just had to shoot it. it. Yeah. And uh, they pull Clark up on stage to, you know, disappear him or, you know, switch him out with a tiger yeah. or whatever. And then the joke is that he disappears and then he doesn't come back for most of the show. And yeah. he shows up in the finale where one of the tigers should be. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm trying to figure out, was that part of the show? Like, do, was that part of the Siegfried and Roy show or was that a gag for the movie where, but like yeah. I didn't know I don't know what the joke was there where where the lines blurred yeah. of like what actually is and yeah yeah 
Uh, cousin Eddie pops back cousin up. Cousin Eddie pops yeah. up, and this is in, in another moment where he just shows up. and yeah. Clark's sort of like doing something and doesn't realize that he right. showed up. And it's funny because like he gets more and more outlandish in his clothing every movie. I oh, think. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing shorts and shorts. like a and like a tank top, and, and, and later like, on he's got the flippers on and, and everything because <laughs> he, right? he'd been he'd been swimming in the fountain swimming or something. The fountain. Yeah. Right. Which kind of harkens back to when Clark was daydreaming about his pool and Christmas vacation and, and Eddie's there with He's, all his yeah. swim gear. But Clark, I can't swim. Yeah. Well, oh, that was the other thing is like he couldn't swim in Christmas vacation, but now he's swimming in the fountain. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that ruined the entire movie for you. With I, did, I didn't even notice it. I saw it in the goofs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll accept anything from Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the uh, the when Clark loses all the money yeah. and they go to Eddie's casino. That was the other big thing I remembered from this. They go. It was like guess a number, and you have no idea. It's like it's literally just a guy who's like standing there, like like a blackjack dealer, and it's just sort of like guess a number. And he's yeah, like, mm, seven. Oh no, the number is three. Right. It's like damn it. Like, <laughs> like really? Great. Like he doesn't write it down anywhere or no, anything. No, it's no, no. He yeah. just says it. Yeah, because nope. how Eddie's like, he's like, they don't play your fancy city games out here. It's yeah. like, it's guess a number. It's like pick which hand has the thing in it. Yeah, uh, war. Yeah, which apparently is in some casinos. Um, I'd play that. That'd be fun. And I they get the, they get the money to that gambling by like Eddie's been burying yeah. money out in his yard. He's been burying, but not in one space, not yeah. one place, just like all over the yard. And then he doesn't remember where it is. Yeah. And then there was there's the running gag where if. What happens that makes him like pass out? There was, yeah, like, I can't yeah. remember. It's like something, so, something happens. His knees lock, and then he passes out. Yeah, yeah. and it's he he belches when he eats something. Or like, oh, right, when he belches. Yeah, or something. Because when yeah. he's he's drinking beer, yeah. he's always drinking a big can of beer, and then whenever he belches, uh, the plate. But, but I think he didn't he do that when when Clark told him how much he lost, which was like twelve thousand five hundred dollars. It was like twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, and he just starts yelling and freaking out. He doesn't yeah. pass out. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so they go to see Eddie. They go to oh yeah, because Eddie's Eddie's living on some land north of town that yeah. the government old the VA uh, old nuclear test uh, yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> and and there's some funny bits there where he's like, all right, he cooks the chicken on the rocks, cooks the chicken on the rocks, and then when they want to leave and and have the kids stay there by themselves, he just dumps a bunch of snakes yeah. on the girl. I'll get the oh, babysitter. And he just <laughs> they'll be they'll be too busy catching the snakes for hours. Yeah, and they well the, the, yeah the one thing that I think that's the one scene I don't like in this entire thing is the Hoover Dam. That does not hold up. No. Ooh, I thought I I thought I remembered that being kind of funny when I first saw it, but yeah, it's, it's terrible. Not, no. It's no good. Like the whole thing. So the first there's the the tour guide who says a bunch of damn puns. Yeah. Which are terrible. And then Clark gets separated from the tour group and ends up in the totally wrong place. Yeah. Tries to climb up one of the towers, ends up swinging on one of the power lines into the face of the dam and then climbing up the face of the dam to get back to it. Like none of that a looked real. <laughs> yeah. None of it looked real. It wasn't funny. It, it wasn't was just, funny. It just takes up like a good 12 minutes yeah. of the movie. Like, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Got some, yeah, we got some good cameos from uh, Wayne Newton and uh, Siegfried and Roy and mm-hmm. anybody else. I don't, remember we, we haven't talked about what audrey's doing audrey's hanging out with cousin oh, yeah. vicky cousin yeah. vicky's now the the premier stripper at club areola and 
<laughs> club in, Ariel <laughs> in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, she she she. That's the best part. She's like she's on the uh, taxi cab billboards before you As even but before in, they even right. introduce her. Yeah, it's like you just see her in all these like billboard shots, and you, they're kind of obvious. And you're yeah. like, what's that all about? And yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, that's your cousin. And then I love when she like she comes back from wherever she's been when they first see her, and she's like doing this strip dance to like show like Eddie's like show him the move I taught you. <laughs> right. She's stripping on the pole, and then Clark Clark like uh, what's his name Rusty Rusty's Rusty's just like staring at her. Clark's and like, Clark's don't like, don't think on like natural thoughts about your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then there's the whole Wayne Newton subplot. Yeah. So I guess which is early, so weird. It's, it is weird. Early in the movie, I. Uh, Ellen sees Wayne Newton walking through the casino and he makes eyes with her. Yeah. Then he somehow figures out who they are and where they're staying. And he just tells the casino and they look at the footage. Yeah, they, they, they send – he sends her tickets to his show and a dress to yeah. where they – Tickets for the whole family. The whole family. That's, that's the weird right. thing, yeah. So they go tickets to the show. Like, he brings her up on stage and sings with her and just like flirts with her the whole time. Yeah. And the entire time Clark's like, Oh, this is just this is yeah. just what happens at the show and then <laughs> these people in the audience are like, We've been following Wayne Newton for years. He never does this. Right. Like, so Clark becomes sort of an inveterate gambler and losing lots of money and kind of like going off on his own to play blackjack the whole time. Yeah. So Ellen gets upset at him. She decides to go to have lunch with Wayne Newton because he, he invited both of them. Yeah. But Clark didn't want to go, so she goes and and she wears this like really nice thing and then like She's got three outfit changes while she's at his house. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. It's 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 weird, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, they're eating like this big pasta salads, yeah. like, or like these, these big pasta meals. Like it's so like he well, invites, thing. He invites he, her over to hit on her. He invites her over to hit on her, and then he invites her back. Yeah, it's like I'll make pasta. Yeah, and then she comes back for dinner with it's the just pasta. this enormous it's plate huge. of pasta, bowls <laughs> of pasta, and then by that time. Clark realizes he may be losing her. Yeah. And so he he and Eddie Kidnaps a bus. Kid steal a tour bus and drive it through Wait Newton's house and yeah. take her back. And and now it's like, get her back, get the kids back because they're off doing their own <clears throat> things. You know, well, Rusty's having a great time. Yeah, Rusty won four cars. <laughs> he won he four cars. Well, yeah. we don't. They don't say that till the end, but um, well, you see, you see him win too. You do, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and Audrey's go uh, go dancing at a club, yeah. and then they're like, "Well, we got to get our money back somehow, right?" Yeah. And so this, this, is, the, this is the most anticlimactic ending to any of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they go to the Kino, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Kino uh, place. What do you call a Kino thing? Uh, it's just the, the section of section, the hotel. It's usually like, they have Kino in the restaurants. In the, in the, in no, the, they, um, they have like big. They have actual like, Kino yeah, things. Yeah. Halls of them. And they end up sitting next to Sid Caesar, yeah. who's an, a lonely old guy and would love to have a family. And Clark's like, well, you can be a part of our family. And then he ends up winning the Kino and dying of a heart attack. Actually, I can't remember. How much did he win? Is it like roughly around when he lost? Like 25,000 yeah, or something like that. And then he does this bit where he dies but that he's not really dead and then he dies again <laughs> yeah. or some, I don't know how many times he dies and yeah. then the uh, his ticket falls to the ground and they're like they're not going to pick it up like why wouldn't you pick it yeah, up I know. He, he gave it to him like he, yeah. he handed it to him yeah um, and then they were like they weren't going to pick it up and then the vacuum cleaner is coming by so yeah. Clark moves it with his foot and they pick it up and then they just they're like oh we got enough money to go home we're right. going home now we're going home what? now and then Rush is like oh by the way I won four cars which is like it's the, the cars he wins are a Hummer a Dodge Viper <laughs> A Mustang and then some white <laughs> four-door Toyota. Like, like Isuzu hatchback yeah, or something. You're like, you're like, come on. You couldn't have – like yeah. it had to have been product placement. 
like or something yeah, yeah. like you couldn't have found some cool car like you've got these like three unique distinct cars right. like and audrey gets to drive the hatchback yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh and then they get remarried by elvis oh yeah or yeah. not by elvis. it was it was that old guy from night court wasn't it yeah yeah i love the i love when uh the underused eddie's kid like with double lip piercings uh-huh. just like aggressively throws rice in their face <laughs> oh yeah yeah like so hard. Was like, that supposed to be the same kid from Christmas Vacation? I think it's supposed I to. I think be. so. Yeah, that was funny. He has so many piercings that his lip is pierced, his mouth is pierced I mean, shut. He drinks all his food for the straw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The little lines they give to Eddie, I think, were the best parts. Of oh this yeah, movie. he's that's that. My dad loves uh, Randy Quaid, uh-huh. so it's that's that was what we always would laugh at. Is yeah. like especially like the scene where where they go to Eddie's casino and it's just right. like that's the only thing that that makes this movie watchable is the yeah. And like I said, that what's the the one. The one quote that's I don't quote a whole lot of movies in my day to day life, or especially when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I didn't quote like, but the the whole like, what can I do with five dollars? Like buy a bullet and rent that was a good line. Like yeah. I've said that to people. Like <laughs> like oh, I've only got like three bucks left. What can yeah. I do? Like and it wasn't it wasn't really explained whether Wallace Shawn's character was just extremely lucky, yeah. or whether he was I think he was cheating. Just lucky, yeah. Because yeah. even seems- because even he like, there's a point where he thought. There's a point where Clark and him push in Blackjack, and he's frustrated. Mm. Where he's like, ah, I didn't win. Like, Yeah. But so. he seems so confident all the other times. Like, It's like he seems so confident. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh I beat you by one. Yeah. Oh, I beat you by one again. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah, I guess he's not really surprised that he's yeah. winning. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else on this one? No. I think we've talked that one yeah. out. So, I gave it a four. It's not my lowest rating. Uh, I would give it a five. Yeah. I Yeah. It's uh I can see that. Yeah. It's, like I said, it holds a special place in my heart and I I there's some funny moments in there that I still think about and talk. Like this was I will say this is the movie that I watched. I, I told you this. I watched it um playing it through at like one point six times speed just because I had seen it so many times. Yeah. And I was like I knew every punchline that was coming up. I was like, I just really need to like just like say that I watched it again before <laughs> I've seen this. Even like I probably could yeah. have I probably could have skipped this one and talked about it yeah. without ever having like watched Christmas it. Like Christmas vacation. Yeah. 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 So IMDB gives it a five point nine and Rotten Tomatoes a thirteen percent. Ouch. Not the lowest we've seen. No. What was it, like six or eight <laughs> it or was something? eight or seven, yeah. Okay, so Vacation. The fifth movie in the franchise, not counting Cousin Eddie's spinoffs, is Vacation. Came out in 2015. Uh, does not say National Lampoons, because that would be confusing. Um, stars Ed Helms and Christina Applegate as Rusty and his wife, Debbie. Directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Really? John Francis Daly did this? The actor from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. He's done some good stuff. It's yeah. Like- now, here, here, the thing that I read was interesting is that the two of them wrote the movie. Yeah. And then when they showed up with the script or whatever, they're like, oh, by the way, you're also directing it. And they're like, what? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Budget, $31 million, So, similar to Vegas Vacation. Yeah. What do you think it made? 28. 58.8. What? It was successful. It was, huh? Well, I mean, I guess. It's like... Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty good movie. Uh, so the idea is that uh, Rusty Griswold, as an, as an adult, played by Ed Helms, is taking his own family on a trip to Wally World. Um, because uh, as we see, like, they've gone to the same dumb cabin like for vacation every summer row, for yeah. 10 years in a row. And uh, 
Nobody his wife's over it. it. His yeah. kids. Yeah. His kids hate each other. It's like. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's got two boys. Instead of a boy and a girl, he's yeah. got two boys. And the little one uh, terrorizes Bullies the older the, one. Yeah, the older one. Uh, which is really weird. But then it pays off pretty well, I think, it later It does. On. I actually didn't mind the older brother. The younger brother, it was just the same joke every time. Just calling him some variation of, like, a woman. and like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. He, he was hard to take for a while. Yeah. It gets better. It gets better it once, get he, better. once he yeah. calms down. But it, Rusty's now a pilot. He's a pilot for a really crappy airline. Econo Air. Yeah. Econo Air. And he gets made fun of by all the other airline pilots. Yeah. In fact, the other guy, uh, Ron Livingston. I feel, from, like, I feel like they hi- you hire him when you want him to be like that smug ass that like does better than other people. I guess. But the thing is that I most remember him from is Office Space, yeah, which yeah. is not. That's true. It's yeah. a different character. But I can totally see that. Yeah, like when he's when he's a bit part, he's he's the smug jerk. Yeah, because he has a very dry way of like. Yeah, yeah. So, same as the other movie, they they go rent a car, or they go. Yeah. Well, he, so he, actually, I want to talk about the opening credits. So the first two uh, movies yeah, yeah. had the opening credits. It was like this one kind of re- mirrors the first one very yeah, much. It's, it does. Yeah. It's uh, family photos from around the country. I assume they're like actual family photos that got. Uh, my guess is they're crew photos or, or crew like, photos, crew, something like yeah, that. Or yeah. Like, yeah. But the thing that they did with this one is they would have multiple kind of photos on screen at a time, kind of covering each other up and then would have a little reveal on one of them that would reveal a joke. And I thought, and it was usually, the joke was usually like, it was some terrible event that happened on camera yeah. at the vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, Oh, they're standing here in front of the grand Canyon. Oh, but one of them's puking. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. So I thought that was, that was cute. It was a, it yeah. was a nice, a nice way to do the opening thing. Right. So Rusty's a pilot. They have the friends over for dinner, which I thought was an interesting scene. And Keegan, Michael key is yeah. the, the dad. And he's like super buddies with his son. And Rusty yeah. tries to do the same thing. And I, I find it hard to take Ed Helms seriously, not seriously, but like as anyone other than his character on The Office. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. It's, and I, in fact, you could say that this was essentially the same character. It's like, yeah, the way he played it. Yeah, totally. And, and especially when he does the seal song later on. Yeah. I'm like, wait, isn't that a bit from The Office? It's, it's, Ed, Ed <laughs> Helms is very much like other actors, like, for example, John Travolta. I feel like when, when you cast someone like that in a movie, you're like, oh, Ed Helms can sing, so we have to put some sort of scene in there where he sings. Right. Hangover, right. Uh, this. Same thing with like someone like John Travolta, where it's like, if you watch any John Travolta movie, he dances. He right. finds a scene to dance. Yeah. Like, it, there's other people that like have their quirks and things that they're like, oh, we got to put this. Brad Pitt's eating in every movie. Is he? Yeah. I every movie, every movie Brad Pitt's in, there's always a scene where he's eating. Oh, like, funny. Does he like eat better? I don't know. People? It's like uh, all the oceans movie, and one of them yeah. like they're going over like the plan, and he's like sitting there eating a plate of pasta. Like there's another one where he's like jamming cake into his mouth or something. <laughs> it's like he's wow, he's eating all throughout um, uh, Fight Club. Yeah, like while they're talking, it's, it's always a scene where he's talking to somebody else and he's eating. Huh? They just put it in every Brad Pitt movie. Then of course every Tom Cruise movie is him. He's running. running. Yeah. So I feel like this was that sort of thing where they were like, Ed Helms oh, let's sing. put a joke in there yeah. where he sings something. Yeah. What, what would he sing? Like, oh, right. Seal. So uh, his wife is 
kind of upset that they go to the same place every year because the, the the other couple is going to Paris or wherever. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I did like is when when uh, Rusty's sitting in bed and he's going through all the vacation photos. Yes. And he's 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 seen the last ten years of his kids and his wife, and he sees how progressively they get like like more and more upset in the photos. <laughs> more and more the same place. Yeah. Then he opens up the old Christmas le- our old, old vacation, vacation photos, right. and it's just like it's it's all the other actors yeah (laughs) it's pictures from the first three or four movies yeah and it's beautiful yeah yeah and so that's it so the nods they have to the previous movies they're they're pretty good yeah yeah Yeah. you know so he when he comes back and says hey you know kids we're all gonna go to wally world and uh you know this vacation's gonna be great you know the first vacation was good but this one's gonna be different or better or whatever and so there's a bit of a meta stuff going on so he rents a car yeah. For this. And so, again, it's a nod to the first movie. He doesn't buy it, but he rents it. And it's, um, it's like Eastern European. Tartan Prancer. Yeah. It's supposed to be Al- yeah, something Albanian from or something. Albanian. Or and sort of- yeah. It clearly they just made it up for this. No, I, not Albanian because I think that would be more Russian. I think it was something, some sort of German because of, remember, the, the Nazi, the swastika on the. That's. I don't remember. If the country of origin of this had to do with Germany or not, because I I didn't think it did. Hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, it was funny that the running one of the running jokes is that the car has this key fob that has all these buttons on it that you don't know what they do. Like and a muffin, all these like, weird yeah. icons on them, and there's weird buttons on the dash that you don't know what they do. And and so every once in a while, when they're in trouble, they'll try one of the buttons, yeah. <laughs> and something ridiculous happens. I did say I had to laugh when he they were like they're getting chased by the uh, the truck driver, uh-huh. and they push the button. This the front seat starts turning around <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly turning around, and he can't drive the car anymore and she's having to like drive it one arm yeah i actually i love the every bit with the car i think i like yeah uh they, they did a good job with that you know first of all it's ridiculous and it kind of looks like you can't tell whether it's coming or going the back looks yeah like yeah <laughs> the mirrors there's four mirrors there's a mirror yeah. in the back that faces the front so when you look at your your side mirror you're seeing your own face <laughs> and like they 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 reference it in the middle and go why are there mirrors there i don't know and then at one point in the movie he's like i guess they're being chased by the truck or yeah. something and he looks out the mirror and sees himself yeah that was good and and at some point you know the car blows up oh and it's got two gas tanks and a plug-in yeah but the plug is like some it's got like European 16 things with a corkscrew yeah. <laughs> just everything about this yeah. car just killed me it was great and then there but then the best part is he he takes he shows the pull out for the hybrid for the plug and he tries to get it back in and it won't go in and he yeah. finally gets it. And then when they're driving away, a separate plug for like drops out of a different area. <laughs> was that a different plug? <laughs> it was plug? a different area. It was a different plug. It was like it came out of a different section no, of the that's car. That's funny. Yeah, and then the whole bit about well, why does it have two gas tanks? Well, there's twice as much gas. Well, okay, you just put a bigger gas tank in there. Yeah. But that puts us twice as much. But you know what's funny is my, my dad had a truck, a nineteen eighties Ford truck that yeah. had two gas tanks. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I know they've had that. Yeah. I don't know why. The thing that that evolves with rusty and debbie is that she's had kind of a past because yeah, they yeah, visit yeah. her old college and her old sorority and she was the one debbie will do anything or do whatever, anything yeah, debbie do anything or whatever yeah. yeah and so there's a whole bit where she tries to do this beer obstacle course and just vomits everywhere and so he's jealous of her because of her sexual past and he's yeah. like how many men have you slept with and all this other stuff and so he's trying to become and he knows that their marriage is getting a little boring yeah yeah. she thinks it is so so he's trying to spice things up and yeah there's a little bit of 
going back to Clark and Ellen with that. Yeah, so which yeah, is yeah. fine. There's some good stuff there. Well, they, they later had decided to have sex on the uh, the four corners. On the four corners. Which yeah. that was that was a great scene. I I loved all the cameos for that. That one. was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the cameo. The, everybody's in this movie. Yeah. Like the cameos on the road. Uh, they do a nod to Christy Brinkley. Yeah, so yeah. Rusty's driving, everyone's sleeping, and the girl pulls they, they, up. It's funny the, they they do two nods to it because the because the then Ed Ed Helms sees another woman. So so the first time it's Ru- it's the the kid I can't remember his name the older the older son he sees some girl his age in uh-huh. the back of a, a jeep. Oh yeah, yeah. And then later uh, Rusty's driving and he looks out the side and he sees some sees the red for, red sports car girl girl and yeah. then she ends up crashing and dying because yeah, she like, she's driving next to them and she goes she kind of slides over into oncoming traffic and just gets plowed by a truck when he's not looking yeah which would have been a great gag if it wasn't in the trailer of the movie it's totally spoiled eventually they go down to to visit audrey oh yeah (laughs) that's such a weird casting for audrey it is a weird but uh, you know yeah she's she's pretty hot yeah yeah and she's married to a guy named stone Stone, played by chris hemsworth and He's great at kind of making fun of how hot he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, in he's Ghostbusters good, yeah. and in he's this. got a he's got a good humor about it. Yeah, he does. So he plays this, uh, you know, small time weatherman who may be getting. He's like ultra at. conservative too. Oh, even though yeah, even yeah, though yeah. he's Australian, he, yeah. they don't hide that he's Australian, right? But he's ultra conservative, <laughs> ultra conservative. And they live, I mean, he's he's the the man's man, right? Yeah. So he has cattle that he herds and he you know yeah. does all this stuff before he goes to work at the weather thing and he's done all this crazy stuff and it makes rusty feel inadequate yeah. inadequate man this place makes our house look like shit <laughs> well kevin that's only because a dollar goes much further out here than it does in chicago especially when you make a lot more of them <laughs> just messing with you Shoot, you boys are growing faster than the weed under a faucet. You still wrestling, son? Uh-huh. Oh, well, come on. Show me what you got. Hey, Kevin. Get off your brother, please. Oh, they're just having themselves a wrestle. It's what brothers do. Hey, oh, look at you guys. Hot hey. damn. Debbie Griswold, you just keep getting prettier. Stop. Oh, I mean it. You could make hot water come out of the cold faucet. That's very sweet. You know, I remember the night you first wore that dress. You remember that night? Yeah, I remember that night. I'll never forget that night. No, neither will I, baby. You're my fucking husband. Oh, that's what I am. I'm a caveman. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna rip you in half. Mm. Oh, I want to have all of your babies. Oh, mm. baby. Mm. Oh! Mm. I hit the fucking jackpot yeah. with you. Oh, God. Who wants to see Stone's man cave? Mm. Yeah. And he, of course he's hitting on Debbie. Yeah, yeah. As Which learn, pays off. It, it pays off yeah. later because we learn when they finally get, meet up with Clark and Ellen that uh, their marriage is a sham. And, yeah. But there was, it was a funny scene where he, he comes into their bedroom at night yeah. to make sure everything's good. And he's in his boxer Embrace briefs and his, his gigantic bulge. bulge just, and he's just posing everywhere. Yeah. So. Well, then it's, then it's great because he leaves. And then uh, like Rusty and his wife are like shocked. But then yeah. but then she he's Rusty's like, I can't believe he came in here just to show us his ass. Abs, like, <laughs> yeah. There's like, like the the whole mud scene, like where they go. Oh to the yeah, hot springs. They go to the hot springs. There's a lot of there's a lot of like. That's the thing. A lot of these like uh, on this movie, a lot of the 
like small little trips that they take. Mm-hmm. In the first one, it's like I thought they were they were funnier. Yeah, it's like there were, there was at least a consistency to like something funny happening. In, but it's in in this one, it was uh, some of them were okay and some yeah. of them were not good. Some of them and, didn't hit, and yeah. I was a little disappointed that you get someone like Charlie Day to do a scene. He didn't like the Charlie Day bit. No, I, I mean I thought that was pretty really funny. yeah. I just thought I just thought that he was like under like what he could have done and what he could have been. They could yeah. have had a much better scene. It could have been better. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. So they 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 go to the Grand the, Canyon. The, the um, Four Corners thing. They used each one of those people perfectly. It yeah, was like yeah. that was like their banter of them. Like they go like Rusty and his wife go to have sex on the Four Corners, and it turns out there's like a line of people <laughs> like waiting to do it, right. and then a bunch of like a cop shows up to bust them. But then it senses the Four Corners. There's a cop from every single state that shows up, and then they have a pissing match of like this is you know he's technically in my jurisdiction. jurisdiction yeah. Like, yeah, and they they sneak away when the cops are arguing, and the cops end up like doing this whole Mexican standoff and sh- pointing guns at yeah. each other, and yeah, and and that was oh everybody in all those yeah, four yeah, people yeah. were were Caitlin Olson from yep. Always Sunny, and then uh, Michael Pena, yeah, I can't remember who the other ones were. Well, uh, Tim Heidecker and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Kroll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought so. So the Charlie Day scene is they go to the Grand Canyon and they're going to do one of these whitewater rafting tours, and yeah. Charlie Day is their their boat guy and he's he's super great but he's making all these little jokes that they don't quite get her jokes right away which is kind of funny and then he he says he just got engaged a couple of weeks ago and then while they're waiting uh his fiance calls up to break it off so now he's like completely distraught and suicidal (laughs) yeah and then they go through the the rapids and he steers them into the worst rapids and off of a waterfall essentially and i thought i thought it was pretty good it worked for me I'd say that I don't have a problem with the bit. I just yeah. thought that his he wasn't he was underused in in his yeah comedic range. Sure. Oh yeah, he could go much deeper with yeah. that. Yeah. Right. You, with that setup, it was almost like it was almost like they dialed him back to like a four. Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. normally he's he's acting at like a seven, you can yeah. push him to like a nine or ten. It's like yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, they, yeah, he could have pushed him in. Because even, even in, with him, even with uh, the second horrible bosses, he was the funniest part about that i haven't seen the second one the second one's it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination but it's it's he's he like you put him in anything and he's oh yeah because a lot of times he's just rambling on about something Mm -hmm. this this it felt like he sticked he stuck more too closely to the script sure so they run out of gas eventually in arizona or someplace and they they try to figure out how to get the car started and they're pushing all the buttons and the car just blows up yeah. blows itself up which i thought was a pretty which funny they, scene. They, they they do get started it does right. they're able to start with the second gas tank right. and then he hits it starts hits driving the, away the, by itself right. and then yeah oh wait, wait, because the first like the first button like explodes all of the windows for some reason yeah 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 <laughs> and then the second button starts the car and it starts to drive off he tries the mushroom button and it just explodes yeah. so i love i love all the little bits with the car there so then there's throughout this there's been a truck driver that's been following them. Yeah. And they think it's because he like cut them off in traffic or No, like, it's cuz cuz uh Oh the, yeah, the, the son called called him like a like a creeper a Right, cuz like, the car had yeah, a CB radio, CB radio so he yeah. was being offensive on the radio yeah. and they thought that the driver was after them, but it turns out he was just there to return Debbie's wedding ring which yeah. slipped off many states ago. Driver turns out to be Norman Reedus. Yeah. Thought you might want it back. Oh my god. My ring? This man's been trying to return it to us the whole time. 
I don't know how I could ever thank you. No thanks necessary. Is on my way. So you're not a rapist? <laughs> it's like your car's pretty messed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. The way that happens. I, I didn't perfect. catch. I didn't. I forgot yeah. about that. I didn't catch that. And, yeah. But I, then I caught the one later. Yeah. Right. There's another one later about. Uh, Where he's like, he, he, oh, he's got a teddy bear the on the te front. Teddy bear oh. strapped to the truck in his yeah. truck, and they're like, "Oh, what's the teddy bear for? Oh, it makes the kids feel more comfortable." It's like, oh, you have kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. It's like you you hire like that was the thing that I think that like that you hire Norman Reedus to kind of scare you as like a scary yeah, character. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I didn't think they took it far enough. I didn't think that like they because because all the times that he's scared of him, it's it's the truck that he's scared of, right? Oh, and then when yeah. you do meet Norman Reedus, he's he's sort of just mellow about it. Yeah. Like it, he definitely could have played it more like Rusty's intimidated by like something he says or like misinterprets something. It's like they could have done that. Yeah, it's like why bother casting Norman Reedus if you're not going to have that like yeah. uncomfortability factor? <laughs> of, like, so uh, Norman Reedus offers to drive them so they're going here's the thing they've they've had the family in crisis they've lost the car and all their luggage they have nothing left and the family's like well screw wally world we just want to go home and norman reedus says well i'll take you as far as san francisco which is interesting because that's about eight hours further than wally world eight hours further than wally world but it's also like there's closer airports it's like i don't yeah <laughs> we're not sure why just because clark and ellen run a b&b in san francisco yeah which they don't even tell you that until they show up yeah it's like Oh, it, yeah. it was a good introduction to them. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, knew that they were in the movie. I didn't know how. Right. But right. yeah, and then when they show up to San Francisco and they get in this bed and breakfast, and the people come running out and they're like, "Don't go in there. The owners of this are crazy. Yeah, idiot. it's like, the worst. Yeah." And then it's like, oh no, it's it's. Uh, it's <laughs> right, and that was the best part of the scene because the rest of it is terrible. Oh yeah, uh, I just. Clark and and Alan. yeah, it, it, sadly Chevy Chase is one of those actors who lost his edge. It's yeah. like Eddie Murphy, Dan like, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Steve Martin. Like he, yeah, and not only that, but I feel like in Vegas Vacation in this one, I think his vanity was so much that he had so much makeup on. Just every <laughs> he's got, scene he's got some jowls both of these movies he's, he's was just heavier, like yeah. caked on. I don't care how heavy it is; it's just the makeup. Is so <laughs> well, that's that's true because he was. He, the last thing I can think of him in was the the um, community a hot tub time machine. Oh, oh, well, I mean like movie wise. Okay, but it's like and he, yeah, he he didn't seem like that like heavy in no, the makeup and the like yeah. the whole vanity thing. Yeah, it was really. And then Ellen Beverly D'Angelo, she's always been a very purity, very beautiful woman. Oh yeah, this one like she's had a lot of work done. Yeah, yeah. and it was obvious. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. So. They, they stay there overnight, and then uh, Clark offers to let them take a car so they can go to Wally World. Yeah. Uh, and he gives them the family truckster because he still has it after all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I love, I mean, all fixed it, up and everything. It was a kind of a bit where they open up one of the garages and it's like it's like a normal car. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wrong, wrong garage. Now yeah. you're getting the family truckster. <laughs> and then Rusty's like, can I take the other car? Yeah. And he's like, no. Can I take the Nissan? Yeah. No. <clears throat> they finally drive down to the, the expedited driving. It's like they, they, it takes them probably 70% of the movie to get from Chicago to like Arizona. Right. And they get from San Francisco to Wally world in under 20 it, seconds. Yeah. It's a so, cut, yeah. you know, and in fact, I mean, that's, as we know, that's like a good six hour drive yeah. and they get there at like opening time for the park. Yeah. <laughs> so the park is not closed this time. 
but they get on the line for the the big whatever. Well, they go on a bunch of rides. They go on some rides, yeah. and then they and get then on the one, for the, the premiere ride. That the big talking about the Velociraptor. Like, yeah, and uh, it's like, and this is kind of a good bit. They get in line, and the sign says like four hour wait from here, and yeah. then two hour wait from here, and then cut to one hour wait from here, and then the person comes out and changes it to two hour. Wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they finally get up to the, the end of the line, and. Ron Livingston from the beginning butts in front with his little fast pass and his yeah. family, and then they end up getting a fight with him. Yeah, and in uh, getting on the ride, and like yeah, triumph! We finally got on the ride, and then it freezes halfway up one of the loops, and and takes like hours to get them off. I guess that's the end. I guess well, they fly home. Oh no, no, right. So then he send they send the kids home, and then yeah. he's going to take her to Paris because that's yeah. what he should have done in the first place. That was it. Oh, and Randy Quaid wasn't in this one yeah. because. Uh, He's hiding from the law. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> so he made it back into the United States. He made yeah. it to Canada for a while, and he came back, and he's somewhere. Is he, is he back here now? He's he's up in, uh, I think, like Vermont or something, yeah. like one of those. Has he settled these. his troubles? No. no. I think if he ever sets back in California, I think there's mm. still an opener warrant for him. Right. Vermont doesn't have an extradition treaty Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> with California. Or California's just like, well, we'd rather not have him back here. Whatever. If he's willing to stay out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed this movie. I was tempted to score it higher than the first one because it's a more modern movie and you know it's tighter a little bit it doesn't some of the scenes don't drag on as much as some of the ones in the first one but i since it is basically a copy of the first one you can't really score it higher so i gave it a seven as well i gave it a six just because i i liked clark's father better than i liked rusty's father I mean, I mean, like, like as a father, uh-huh. like his the comedy and the jokes, oh, as being, and, being yeah, a dad. just, just yeah. well, just, just in, in like the scenarios that he got in and the way he reacted to them. Okay, like Clark, like Clark was always sort of like powering his his muddling and and sort of like awkwardness. He always powered through mm-hmm. and tried to act more confident. It's like. Ed Helms always had some sort of like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, yeah. And so it was just sort of, I felt like it was funnier to watch Clark like fall on his face, even though he kept pretending like everything was fine. And other than Ed just being like, oh, I recognize that like things aren't that great, but it's like, whereas Chevy Chase would always pretend like, no, it's going great. This is a great vacation. Like, true. Yeah. 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 I would say that Ed Helms is not the, not the best part of this movie. I no. felt like there was just, there was some jokes. There was enough jokes that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. That most of them did not have did to Did not do come from him. him. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I liked about this movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. The, yeah. The lead was not as strong. Yeah. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6.1. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, any guesses? I'm going to go, they gave it 72. No. Bad. 26. Whoa. Okay. I thought maybe they would. I thought it was going to go. I, 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 my first initial reaction was it used to be low, but then I was like, yeah. no, you're making a face that it might have <laughs> done better than I. No. Yeah. So not so good. So that's all five movies yeah. so far. Maybe they'll make more. We seem to, we didn't agree on all the scores, but we seem to agree that like one, three, and five were pretty good, and two and four, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Uh, even though you, you do like four more than I do. Um, what do you think they could have done to fix it? Fix the the bad ones. Fix the bad ones. 
And this is fun because it's you, it's not like it started good and went it, bad. It's all it's, over the it's place. Kinda, yeah. It's all over the place. Um, I think for European vacation, I think you hit the, net, the head on the or hit the nail on the head earlier, which is there needs to be some sort of driving force of somewhere they have to be or some sort of objective they need to get to. Yeah, and it needs to drive them to that. It can't just be a series of one-off jokes as as just like up oh, shuffle over to this place and this happens and shuffle over right. here it's like the audience has to be looking forward to something there's, i mean i think when, when you, when you yeah when mind, you go yeah. into the original vacation even if you know nothing about it after the first couple gags of things happening bad you're like okay well something they're going to wally world something bad is going to happen at wally world it's yeah like, oh right yeah, or something, something big bad is, is happening everywhere right. something big is going to happen yeah something world, some yeah. some sort of outlandish thing has happened everywhere yeah. they've gone the most outlandish thing is going to have to be at wally world right you don't get that like well what am i waiting for what's what's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen did it already happen yeah is everything downhill from here like and that's the, right that's the feeling you get both from european and vegas vacation. yeah there's just no drive to an end yeah that's true yeah, um, yeah. i thought I came up with an idea that instead of winning the uh, the European vacation on a game show, yeah. make it like oh, there's make it the German family, the German res- make it that there's some distant relative that's having a wedding that they need to get to. Yeah, and they're like oh, we're gonna go to the that's not bad. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll just make a whole vacation out of it and do these other countries, but we yeah. have to get to X or Y, Rome or Germany or whatever by this date to make the wedding. Yeah, right. I, I would have accepted also if it was some sort of situation where. Um, it may be something similar to that, or maybe uh, Clark has a distant relative who died and left him some sort of property in there Europe or something. And Clark's too cheap to buy a direct flight to Germany, <laughs> so he buys one, or some through some sort of something. situation, he buys one to London first, and then they're going to drive the rest of the way. Sure. And then it's like, well, Clark, you know that like you're going to have to go through France. You're going to have to go through like yeah. yeah. Yeah, something something right. like that. Yeah, just give it some sort of goal, some drive yeah. to get there. And I was, the wedding's good. I actually like that because that's that's just, that's just an event, and they need right. to get there for that event. Right. Uh, for Vegas vacation, I had it. I mean, I I, I wanted to keep it like okay, we're, they're still going to go to Vegas. Yeah. The objective can't be getting to Vegas because we want to have most of the movie happening in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's so the point. What, yeah. But, so what could be the end driving? So I thought maybe. Uh, taking this sort of Wayne Newton thing into it, maybe they're they've got tickets to Wayne Newton or some other maybe once in a lifetime show that's playing. Yeah, and they have to make that show. Yeah, and they've got oh, but we've lost if- all our money doing this, and we got just diverted doing this, and yeah. we got to get you know. That could be it. I mean, you don't need much. What if yeah? What if Wayne Newton sees her in Chicago? And, sure. and then gives her tickets to come to his and then the whole fa- it's just tickets for her but then uh, she she wants to go yeah but she tricks the whole family into thinking it's tickets for everybody or something <laughs> right and so they're like i don't know or it's like some sort of free she gets a free trip out there or something like a hotel and like you know compliments of him to invite her out and she kind of she's having a thing with clark where it's sort of like marriage on the rocks and i kind of want to see where this goes and i don't know it's something something Something, you're right it just needs to be some sort of drive that yeah but uh other than that the other three perfectly fine movies yeah you got wally world in the first and that sounds like then and Mm -hmm. christmas is the bonus Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i mean even christmas there's the bonus is kind of a it's a it's a weak objective but it still works it's It's like it's It's still something you're waiting for yeah and in fact even then i kind of forget half the time that it's like oh yeah he's waiting for the bonus right (laughs) right because the scenes in between it are so good that you forget you don't really need 
too much. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little tension. You know? Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. Okay. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>